Sports Homie, why you babysitting? Only two or three shots. I'ma show you how to turn it up a notch. You get a swimming pool full of liquor, then you dive in it. Pool full of liquor, then you dive in it. Wave a few bottles, then I watch them all flock. All the girls wanna play, babe, watch. I got a swimming pool full of liquor, then they dive in it. Pool full of liquor, I'ma dive in it. Pour up! Drank. Headshot! Drank. Sit down! Drank. Stand up! Drank. Pass up! Drank. Wake up! Drank. Food. 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 Okay. Now open your mind up and listen to me, Kendrick. Now open your mind up and listen to me, Kendrick. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Woohoo! The boys are back in town. The bu- 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 boys are back in town. What's going boys. on? Welcome to another installment of the TPS Reports podcast. I told you we'd be back, you know? We're back. Mm-hmm. And then it came back. <laughs> um... Thanks for uh, joining us this week, and thanks for giving us a little time off the last couple. Uh, appreciate it. It's just uh, had to regroup. You know what I mean? A quick regrouping. You know, you never just you know celebrate a new year with a complete meltdown and need to step back from whatever you were doing. You know, you me made too. some. It's uh, okay. You made some headway, right? You know, it wasn't as bad as you thought. No, it's like at the time too, where I'm just like, I need a month off. It's like. One week later, I was. I, in fact, I told Term it's like two, two weekends later. ago. I was like, "Hey, look, if you want to do one, like, I got a lot done in that week. I head off." Uh, and then we still didn't do one. So no, I thought it felt nice to um, well reset. Yeah, to just like not have to uh, rap name prepare anything. Uh, not that we prepared anything today, um, but it is like it's crazy. What I, I shifted all of my focus to fixing. Uh, the uh, being ignored by my landlord situation, right? It's like somebody's gonna. Fu- that's what. That's when I like have my my worst mentalities. Is when when like vengeance is involved, right? Like, have you ever been that like white hot, seeing red? What other I'm colors not, type I'm of? White. You know? <laughs> um, I heard that the blue. You're a communist. Is like the hottest. Um, but like that's where I was at. Where it's like I can't focus on anything. <laughs> And it's same story about my boss that ripped me off because of the fucking miscommunication for Wax Tour a bunch of years ago. Right, potato pancakes. I was just like, I can't focus on anything except the fact that like you're fucking me and no one's taking accountability for fucking me. But I, I got what I wanted. Long story short, without going through everything, I have. I had to kick and scream to get it. I had to call all the way to the top. I had to go to fucking way past landlords, the people that manage my building. I had to call like the the fucking director of the whole organization of this property management company to start there and work my way back down. And then the landlord wasn't happy with me because now, you know, I'm going over his head talking to the boss. And uh, and at a certain point, uh, I, I told you a few weeks ago, I was going to be recording all of my conversations. I believe I you am, said you were making a documentary film. I That was the plan. In retrospect, I also looked up the... Uh, two-party consent law in illinois which is bullshit by the way yeah, you basically can't, you can't record uh i couldn't release it phone calls with someone and, and put it out unless they approve it right i wasn't really thinking about that and that's bullshit and even when i looked up the law it says federal law and most other states, are, states. are a single single direction 
Like, you don't have to tell somebody you're recording them. In any event, I had no control of other things uh, at all. Like, nobody was talking to me. And when I do get on the phone with people, there's this, there's this thematic, this history in my life of people saying shit that they don't take accountability for hey, later. Um, or they talk to me like a jerk-off. A and I can't, I can't complain like, hey, your employees are talking to me like I'm, you know. Your employees have a motif of being a queef. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so... I, I actually I, I was chopping together because I wanted to play it on the podcast. I have a, the first time I ended up speaking with my who the guy who's the, my landlord now has been my landlord for three months, and I emailed him about three months ago, and I didn't. So yeah. I had my first conversation with him like two weeks ago, and this dude hates me, and it's like what a terrible first impression, you know? It's like and because I, I I called him out and I said why. Have you been? Because uh, he's putting it on other people. Look, I don't know what happened uh, with the last guys you were talking to. I don't. I can't account for that. I have no say in whatever they. It's like okay, but you specifically, when you took over, I've sent you more than one email, and that was it in the first week of November. So why exactly have you failed to get back to me until mid January? Because that's two months, me and you. And he goes, I, I've had a lot. I, 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 a lot of this, right? Uh, but that, 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 that stutter. <laughs> Look, I <laughs> trying to find his fucking excuse and it's just like look i i it's been there's a lot there's a lot going and 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 he starts saying this verbatim he goes i've been doing this uh uh, uh 30 years i like to think i'm pretty good at my job and i go agree to disagree man like you've been you're not Prove answering it. my question i think you're terrible at your job because you've been ignoring me when i've been asking for help and your job is to help me he's like look okay i i don't know i don't know what you expect okay i'm like i just don't think you're understanding expect me help and he says, he made that pretty clear. He said he talked to the neighbor, and and then he starts leaving me voicemails like, "Hey, I uh, I think I fixed it. The problem should be all set." And it's like, you don't understand. It's not my neighbor. It's you guys. It's your whole system. The people that had your job before you were fucking with me, and and now you're the guy. You inherited a shit job, man. It's like the president taking office and having to fix the whole mess and whatever. It's like you, you're responsible for this now, and that's the difference. Like, but when I'm speaking, he's getting frustrated, and I said. It's not just the neighbor's noise. I don't I don't think you're understanding my concern and I want you to understand that this stems back to July and it's it's noise and um, like just there was no timelines of anything. So I just want you to understand cuz I don't think you understand. He goes, "No, no, I don't understand." Like total stubborn high schooler. "No, right. I don't understand." "Nope, I don't get it. I don't get it." So he started like saying shit like that. with my girlfriend. Right. And then I go, "You sound mad, dude." Like I'm just like, "Now I'm just being nice." I go, "You sound mad. You sound like Somebody's putting a bunch of noise in your ear that you don't feel like you should have to listen to, you know? And he's just like, look, sorry, I don't know. He goes, you want to move out tomorrow? Go. Go. And, he, and I go, may I? <laughs> like, this is what I've been asking for for six months. I go, and I said, can you elaborate? Like, can I leave tomorrow without penalty? See, that's, that's what where, I've been asking about. And that's where it pays You want to go? Go. Um, to be recording your phone calls. Exactly. Because he gives is, me what I want, but not to, without treating me like a jerk off right. for four straight minutes. First time I ever spoke with this guy. You don't got to be making a documentary film, but for an, an instance like that, where he tells you something, yep. and then you I might need to follow that to direction prove. and wind up getting, it might bite you in the ass. Exactly. So it would help to have the proof that you told me to do this thing that wound up biting me in the ass. I don't regret it all. Like, I, it bumps me out that I'm not more comfortable sharing it because it is a felony to be recording people without their knowledge in Illinois. In Illinois. Uh, I think you have to be in Nevada or New Jersey. Dude, according to... Which I learned or, from... No, the, I think there's more states than uh, that. Jim Florentine explaining how the show <laughs> Cranky Anchors works. <laughs> right. We've learned all we know from Jim Florentine. Uh, but this was bullshit. I ended up getting what I wanted, but like I said, I, I couldn't... It should have been so much easier than this. I could have been like communicating, you know, having a conversation, a negotiation with somebody months ago. 
for four months, like whatever it would have, we could have been working on this. And, and then it brought me to this boiling point and then I got what I wanted, but I got it like this. No, I don't get it. You're right. I don't understand. You want to leave tomorrow? Go, go. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is, I, you're talking to me like I'm a piece of shit, but I've just been asking nicely for fucking six months for someone to help me out. Anyways, I, you know, we're back a little early from my uh, desired sabbatical, but it's also knowing full well in, in two or three months from now, I'm going to need another week off. Like I got to move. Well, I don't know where I I'm going to live soon. And I got to set back up my whole life somewhere, but I feel much better. And that's what I wanted. I wanted the freedom to leave without having to sit here and take it up my ass for six more months. Now it can be two months. It can be three. Like I get the flexibility to apartment. I'm looking forward for the first time in the last like three moves. To, a, to getting out of here like yeah I'm, I'm used to it now i know how to do it i think i'm gonna do my best move yet this time because we've moved three fucking times in the last five years last house was mice place before that we had a fucking bed bug issue we keep striking out and these places <laughs> that seem like a step up and then they become within a year oftentimes pretty quickly unlivably miserable and i'm just like i can't keep taking l's like this you know so uh Maybe I'll take another L at the next place, but I guess we'll find out there. But that's the update is I got what I wanted, but I had to fucking call everybody. And it's like I had to forward that email from first week in November to all sorts of, oh, let me see that. I don't know if I ever, it's like, I don't know who I'm even talking to anymore. It's like, it's so convoluted. And there was a point where I'm sitting there on the phone listening to the reception, like the automated voice go like, hi, here at the property, blah, blah, blah. It's like, we give you the desired experience. We're not like those other companies. We don't bounce you around from one guy to the next. I'm sitting there recording a call, like having my mind blown with absurdity of like, I even said it when I got the guy on the phone. I was like, if you give me nothing else, I just want to put in a, a formal request that you change your automated voice right. message because it's all lies. It's all lies <laughs> based on my experience of we don't bounce you from one guy to the next. We give you the landlord experience you've been looking for in Chicago. I'll be like, that insulted me. I told the guy, your voicemail shit insulted me with uh, the rattling off of fucking lies. Um, but yeah, a I was not a liar. But yeah, I got what I wanted. So I feel I'm paying better right off that. for this vehicle. <laughs> Uh, so that's that. That's the update there. Thank you to everybody who tuned into our stream on Sunday. Uh, that was fun for the most part until I thought my dog was dying. Good time. But um, yeah, always a fun time. It's nice to be able to perform in some capacity. And um, everything, not everything, but 85% of what we prepare for the streams now having already done a few is like it's like what do we never play what what have we literally never yeah. played what haven't we played in 6 years or something so i keep saying that i think the first one was the most fun cuz it was it was fresh there was no expectations and it was a new experience yeah uh, but also we played a set that we had been playing for a year and it was so, short it was the shortest one we we did a lot more songs we for didn't have the to last like couple f- learn anything and go into it going like Hope I remember all the words to this song that I wrote seven years ago and have never performed once. We had more rehearsals for this live stream, I think, than our standard show. Like like a real show we might put together. A rehearsal. A real show. Our rehearsal is the drive to it. Yeah. <laughs> and you plugging in your aux to my car and right. just playing the set list. We got to make sure that's we, how we, we rehearse for a show. The lyrics, you know, they're not all upstairs all the time. There's some songs that I we don't remember one single word of uh, that our fans probably know better than we do. But so we were trying to relearn a lot of stuff like that. And we're going to probably do the same thing for the next one. Um, because we're just kind of working. It's, it's nice, actually. I feel like we'll have a little more comfort. Let's say we do get back to playing shows or something this summer or this year. We will have just recently 
brush the dust off of so many songs that we like never oh, even yeah. considered playing live because we're they're unrehearsed we don't like them whatever it is like we're digging through those now and then once we you know we'll we'll run out after one or two more streams of like trying to make it all fresh and then we'll mix it back up or something but they've been fun we Thanks can go on the, the road like a like a jam band now and change the set list every night <laughs> people can tour with us we have a lot of songs like it's you don't think about it until you're all right well what haven't we played yet oh my god i guess there's still like 90 minutes worth of shit that we don't we've never played maybe um so we did a lot of that some of that though is like within reason you know yeah there's some stuff we will never play and that's just the way it is some things will never change um but yeah midway through the stream it was actually during any luck if you watch it back my dog archie must have puked on the carpet and I noticed it after because it's like, you know, it, he puked and then he must have ate it because it's like it just has a residue spot. Like I something happened, but there's not a big pile of puke. So I think my dog got and he was standing there kind of kind of dazed looking. I'm like, oh, Archie, are you getting sick? So I cleaned that up. And then um, later in the stream, I know that look, he pukes you know, we again. We all know that look. He, he, he pukes again. And like I was already a little after the first puke during any luck, I was, you know, not distracted, but I was paying a little more attention to make sure Archie's okay. And he was just curled back up and laid down, but he wasn't feeling well. And uh, so then he pukes again. And as he's standing there after the puke, he's like, like Mortal Kombat fatality, like, like he was, yeah, he motion like sickness. A, like he's an wobbling. Idle, an idle video game character. When you put your remote down right. and the character just kind of like sways. He's standing still, but he's like, he's out to sea, you know, like he's moving around like seasickness. Right. His head is on a swivel, like he was wobbly. A goofy little like. So I got worried and then I took him outside. Because when we do these streams too, it's like the window that gets hot in my house without a That's stream. That's what I assumed on. it was. It's it hot. Was, Hot as balls. Bright. It's loud. We're like, it's two hours of... Normally, Archie doesn't hear like me and you rap in. You know, to him, it's probably just two guys yelling for a while. It's, it's not scaring him, but it's like the whole atmosphere is different than normal. Hotter, brighter, louder, whatever. Uh, hotter, brighter, faster, louder. And I took him outside, and he seemed okay. Um, walked in, And that was during the stream. I felt bad. I was like, turn, play MC Showcase or something. I was like... I don't know what to do, but Archie's kind of scaring me here. He won't drink water. He's puked twice. He's about to, like, he's having a hard time standing up. So he seems good outside. And then I bring him back in with the mentality, let's play these last couple songs we prepared. And then that'll be it. You're doing Rape Room at the time. You must have stalled with some, with some whatever. What did you play while I was gone? Because I left during um, that, Jane Adams. Rohypnol. Rohypnol. Covered okay. your verse impeccably. Impeccably? Okay, I'll, um, I'll run it back. Check it out. Uh, so yeah, I was like, that showcase. I didn't know what to do. I even said like, Hey man, if you want to like, Hey, wrap it up early. I was like, I got to take the dog out. Rape it up early. And I come back in and I'm thinking like, Archie was good outside. He must be fine. So I jump back in and start my rape room verse. And as I'm start rapping it, or even before that, I think you're ending yours and I'm, and Archie's still teetering. Like, and I watched like one of his legs kind of like go out from under him. Like he's about to fall down. And I'm just like, all right, I can't be rapping songs anymore. I got to take care of this dog. Uh, so I was very distracted towards the last half hour of it or whatever. And um, yeah, we just kind of, it, it was still enough time. We did a two hour stream. I, I was, I lose track of time during these, but that's really the max we're going for. So we'll roll over the shit we didn't play uh, into the next one maybe. So, but I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm concerned. I called a, I called the animal hospital like a moment after we wrapped up the stream just to be safe of like, I don't know the protocol to go there either. I was like, if I have to go somewhere now, do I got to fill out a form? Like, tell me the fucking COVID times procedure for this place. It's not my normal vet. It's like a, an animal hospital. I didn't end up doing that, but Archie was all out of sorts for a few hours and I was just worried because something, 
something happened. He like must have eaten something that fucked him up. I had a lot of fans reach out, you know, and say, "Hey, did he get into the, some edibles? My dog ate an edible once, and then he couldn't stand." And, ate, a, ate a cummy napkin out of the garbage. Um, yeah, knocked him flat. Um, I don't know. It was just I, I still don't know. But anyways, I spent a hundred dollars at a, the vet this morning for a visit just to uh, make Oof. sure. Thought it was maybe an ear infection or something, but they started questioning me on like the, uh, you know, is there is there is there weed in the house? They went straight for like what what is there like is there anything he could have gotten into? Do you keep marijuana in the house? I'm like yeah, but it's never it's not uh, you know just willy nilly. It's in things he couldn't even chew through. It's in glass it jars. Hundred dollars to lecture you and make you feel like no a for sissy a, for overreacting. No to give my dog like a like you going to the doctor would cost you money to get a checkup and check your vitals and all of that shit. And they they ended up giving him like a hydration boost. That's all that was wrong. All I was right. like, well they we can still determine he's dehydrated. And I'll, I'm telling him like it's, it's been hard to get him to drink water in the last day. And so they gave him this little like camel hump, as they called it. They can just like, like right, a on, right, back? On, right on the back of your neck. They put, yeah, like uh, in their little malleable skin cells or something. They put a little pocket of water that just over the course of the day sort of hydrates the dog. And he, he's been fine. Um, but I, it was something. He must have ate something. And here's my other, because I'm thinking like uh, Paul was over before the stream. Fucking Paul. And like we smoked. It's clearly Paul's fault. We're smoking during the stream. It's like, I don't know if you or Paul end up dropping a nug and then Archie eats Never. a piece of weed and he gets, uh-huh. yeah, Seth would be, Seth's uh, too Jewy to lose a <laughs> nug in the carpet. I would, I would be combing the rug <laughs> to finish packing the bowl. Yeah, he'd be smoking you rug. Mind? You know me. <laughs> Pulling Archie hair out of the rug into the bowl. rolled your rug up and fucking torched <laughs> the end of it. Like scary movie, rolling up uh, Marlon Wayans in a bed sheet. Um, but so I don't know what it was, but here's what I was thinking. This was my mom's thing, uh, theory too. And this could be something to it. When I cleaned up the first puke, I'm, I'm distracted. I'm mid a stream. So it's like, Oh my God. It's like, is Archie okay? He seems okay. Let me clean this up. And I've sprayed some like cleaner on the carpet and absorbed. And I do my pat, 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 but I didn't like leave the paper towel there. Yeah. We got people to get back to. Right. I was very distracted. Um, um I, I mean, so maybe, maybe I had something to do with my this. dog. I would have let him fucking kill over and die in the corner. Yeah. You were about, there's to. 300 people watching. <laughs> I don't got time for this, Archie. You were having too much fun <laughs> wrapping Jane Adams to care about me fleeing the household with my dog. Um, but it was once the camera's rolling, you know me, I'll do anything. I also speculate now because I didn't leave like the uh, the cloth something over the the first puke cleanup spill. Right, he might he have might like, sniffed and licked the fucking four oh nine spray type shit, and that nice. could be what made him knocked out. I mean, or like dazed. Like he might have licked up some cleaning yeah. spray because I didn't keep it covered, and that would have been my fault. I still have no idea what it was exactly, but whatever it was, it came, it went. He's fine, and uh, you know, thanks for tuning in. Sorry for my panicky ending, but he was being weird, dude. It's not. I've never seen Archie like that. Like he, like head on a swivel, falling over. Like he can't walk straight. Like he's drunk. Yeah. Um. Or at least not without being on medicine. Like when we got him neutered, he he had to be on medicine that first couple of days, and he it was, was just very dazed. Yeah. Where, where are your balls? Dude? You made me think where of your uh, balls? seriously. Uh, but the, when you said uh, how he had that look of someone that just threw up, you know, it just yeah. reminded me of uh, when you had a party at your house. And uh, it was the business party, so we all had to wear like, this suits. Business time. Back in high school. Yeah, uh, dude. That was one of my finer teenage moments. A basement that used to be like, at least for your senior year, uh, was like the kegger house. Hell yeah! And you had one party one time that was the 
corporate party. That's what we called it. Corporate. It was Zach's idea. Our good friend Zach had we this made idea. Made up like a fake company, Raw Biz Industries. I made graphics. You made like pie charts and all sort of. You gave like a fucking mm-hmm. commencement speech at the beginning. Yeah, with a there was like, there was um, there was a dress code. That was was like a stupid high school party idea of a buddy of ours. But I was starting to throw high school parties, and I was like, let's fucking do that. It was fun, man. People came with like briefcases, and- right? With beers in them and shit right. like the whole theme was you have to like and we were 16 17 i guess 17 18 my age but uh all ages of high school kids and it was like uh we turned people away at the door Suit if they were tie. wearing jeans like yeah weren't you one of them didn't i make you go home i think you did or you might have lent me a <laughs> i don't care if you're pants. my best friend motherfucker. and a piece of me was a little insulted i was like i thought i figured i'd get a pass here oh fucking guy i had some like uh corduroys hey, you've been away a long time i don't let nobody in without slacks no more. <laughs> but i came up <laughs> at one point during the party uh, I come upstairs and Hallie Furman had just thrown up in Furman. your German. uh your living room. Hallie Furman was like, I took her to prom. Prom queen, the hottest girl in she's school. Beautiful. Huge titties, and uh, I come up and she's wearing like Huge sexy, titties. like sexy secretary getup or whatever. And I come to the top of the basement stair. I open the basement door, and she's standing in the living room. And I look down. And there's a big puddle of vomit, and I look up at her, and she's. She's got like vomit run like wet chin, you know, yeah. and then like vomity titties. And then like term pounces. Term attacks. <laughs> glistening titties, but they're glistening with puke. And I was so like uh um conflicted. Right. You do the thing in South Park where they go like it's like, Oh, are you nice. Should are I you be right? should I be disgusted <laughs> or should I be turned on right now? Because I was extremely turned on. Yeah, there's no you gotta like flip the switch. It's like a second and a half. Where you're just like, nice. Oh my god, are you okay? Okay, I, I would right, have take get a glass of water. Every drop of vomit off those titties <laughs> if she would have let me. I swear to God. Wow. Uh, let's hope she's not listening. I would have lapped up the puddle on the floor <laughs> if she asked me to. If, if we're being honest here, the uh, the corporate party. Um, Good time. Yeah, I, I gave like I pulled everyone away. People are playing beer pong at one point, and I like stopped the party because it's part of my schedule. Dude. This is a work event, and I'm like, no, we all need to go into this room because I'm giving like the the speech the lecture on our performance review and i had graphics of like people's like intoxication level i had a laser pointer and a clipboard and a vest and i was talking about like you see ryan almost blacked out in the yeah. january party however if you'll see the summer gathering he drove home safely or something so he's at a we just gave like i had a whole like improv speech prepared if that makes sense um to just like uh, lecture all of the party goers and stuff, but it was like we made it thematic, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if I ever a went motif, to an, even though there's been um, other themed parties we went to in high school. There was like uh, buy some shit at Party City and throw like a under the sea type one or something. <laughs> the corporate party was and none big of them. Time. None of them had like uh, strict requirements like this did. No, they'd still let you in if you didn't wear a fucking you know a lay or something. Um, but I would not. I made people, like, cute girls showed up. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Come back right. in your Hillary Clinton pantsuit. Good uh, And they did. They did. Uh, yeah. I don't even know why we started talking about that. but Hallie Furman's vomity titties. Right. Oh, so Archie, well, Archie got sick. He's got AIDS. I'm gay. I'm gay. Um, but he's all right. Uh, aside from that, but besides that. Another Zach uh, quotable. <laughs> um, what else is going on? Recyclable. Recyclables. That's the Archie update. The stream was uh, went well. If you haven't checked it out, TPS live stream number four is still up on our YouTube. It's on Facebook. Very got good got flagged again. Got flagged again because I did the fucking Tyler Hero. I don't monetize those anyways. Oh, I wow. Hate, I hate can't ads. watch it in Chile. 
<laughs> um, I saw the email they sent about the Tyler Hero beat, and it was like four countries it got banned in, and they were all like, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? I got one Chilean fan right now. Oh, it always like, bums me out. Tear. <laughs> um, but whatever. I was, I was just glad they didn't take it down. I got an email from Instagram saying that they took it down like five minutes after I posted it, and they don't it, it take didn't it down. get taken down. What they do is I get this. It I said put, your video has been removed. When I put, they tell me the same thing when I put a music in my dumb pouring coffee video. Uh-huh. Uh, and all it means is like, you know, in Ireland, you couldn't see it. Um, well, yeah, that kept me productive. Although a they'll bit. tell me that, and I have like a, a friend in Ireland who I can see clearly saw it. Yeah. So what the fuck's going on here? I don't get it. Well, I was just glad it stayed up, and that's how I killed some time creatively the last couple of weeks. Both of those verses, the Drake verse and the Jack Harlow verse, were like. They came quick, and that was like, I'm trying to just fucking get back into being inspired to write, and those sort of set some wheels in motion, which was nice, but both of those verses were like one sitting, and then like I finished it up the next morning, like, all right, let me fi- finish the ending here, and then the day after I posted that Drake one, a fan said, you should do the Tyler Hero one, and I was like, all right, like I just took, again, just taking suggestions, recommendations, like, yeah. let me, I got other suggestions too, and... um that was the one that made the most sense or that like I li- I, I learned like uh, one of the dudes sent a song by H who's like a, a British rapper dude H H um, but I didn't I, I wasn't familiar with the song I didn't want to remix the beat but I listened to the dude's whole album like later that week because I thought it was dope um, so yeah I was just uh, writing some more shit listening to uh, a lot of stuff I I think I listened to Will's album or something and then let the Spotify just go afterwards and I found a bunch of rappers I didn't know about uh that i just checked out after that fucking chewy uh super dope never mm-hmm. heard of this guy love is america's most blended album fucking uh mike bogan's what another one c-h-u-u-w-e-e um real good i don't know i've just been trying to fucking get back at it get back into it my birthday also thank you for the happy belateds and all that uh blah 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 it was uh, a good day, actually. I had zero plans for my birthday, and then all of my friends did a very cool thing and uh, yeah, surprised me. you had zero me. plans. We had a plan, bitch. I did not know that, and it worked. Like There was a lot of signs I felt that would have shown me. Like You know, know, you look back like, oh my God, it's so obvious. Seeing that my name pop up on your girlfriend's phone. I was like, yeah, they're probably just fucking. We don't text. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Um, but you took me to like a, like a greenhouse... Uh, like a bar, but instead they can't let you in the bar, like unless you're there to check into the greenhouse. <laughs> it's a, it was a, a plastic shed. It was a shed that you buy at Home Depot. They, they're calling the anything that's like a, a, a see-through room with a door is, I guess, a greenhouse. Um, so I, even, I wasn't even planning to. But that sounds better to uh, someone who's coming to the restaurant. A green? Would you like to book your own personal greenhouse? Sounds better than. Would you want to sit in a plastic shed right. outside? Would you like to uh, seat in the gazebo? Like. Oh, it sounds fancy. Like, yeah, screens don't have walls. Yeah, it's cold. <laughs> uh, but we did that, and right, I uh, I was like, how am I going to get you out of the house for an hour or two without it being like you and I? I made it hard too. I was like, I'm not drinking. I know, and you and I don't do this. Uh, I don't know. We don't like. If I was to say, hey, let's like go drink in a bubble for no reason. Yeah. Oh, I guess your birthday being the reason. Even still, 
Uh, it's not like something we do. I was like talking to my roommates, like, how am I going to get him out of the house for an hour? And Andre's like, uh, just like drive around, say like you rolled a blunt and drive around, smoke a blunt. It's like, oh, I'm we in my don't, 30s, man. We, yeah, we don't do that. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about He would be around. like, why? Why do you want to drive around? I Come inside and we'll smoke it. I hate driving if there's no destination. School. Yes. There have been times during this where me and my girlfriend would get out of the house and just go for a drive because there was nothing else to do. And in hindsight, I was glad we did that and it was fun and we would just drive around the city. But I like in the moment, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't let the, the moment be in. Because Chicago I'm like, where the too. fuck are we going? And you're in Chicago, which is a very <laughs> stressful city to drive in. I've been in. like this my whole life. If we just, hey, let's just go for a drive. Like, where? Oh, I don't know. But no. No, where are we going? Um, but anyways, I'm not that hard, uh, to, you know, you don't have to twist my arm to get me to go drink a beer usually. So, uh, we yes. did that and I was like, whatever, man, my friend we, wants I, to take me out for a birthday beer. I have zero plans. And I just I'm played it, it up as like, uh, isn't this lame? Let's go fucking experience it now. And, and then we'll see how exactly how lame it is. Yeah, it was whatever. Um, it wasn't that lame. It was pretty cool. We yeah, it was fine. Drank it, a beer. But you you got to walk into the restaurant. The lame part <laughs> just comes with, and I already went over this when I said how me and Berta went out to Morton's and everything. It's like the lame part is the realization you have when you're there of this is no different than if I was inside the fucking restaurant. In fact, you have to go in to check in. So they exactly. walk you around out back to the greenhouse. And it's like, why don't you just have somebody where it's like buzz and then they'll let you out? If it's so, we can't have... Every patron who went in one of those greenhouses that night, and the other ones filled up. Like, there were people hanging out, having beers. And it's like, everybody had to go in that fucking place. And I get it that there's no attendance in the place, you know, like staying there, sitting, eating, but... You still let it's a, such such a tease. Just let us fucking right. sit here. Also, it's uh, it's a way less classy <laughs> joint than Morton's, right? And they're doing it everywhere else, by the way. You can go to the gym, and they you can go to the well. But, at, at least you used to be able to go to the movie theater. They separate whatever equipment or seats there are between. It's like why can't they do that at the restaurant I, I instead enjoyed, of making you eat on the sidewalk in the winter in Chicago? But for a way less classy joint, I thought the accommodations were a little nicer. They had okay. like they had, they had a carpeting in our little shed. Yeah. Which I told you at Morton's, you know, look under my table and it's just like the shitty Chicago sidewalk with gum on it. Right. Um the That's heating, crazy. Morton's is a very expensive establishment and to be looking down at chewed stomped on gum at your table it's like it's just a little off-putting or at least like hey maybe and maybe the stakes are still maybe $60. this affects the bill yeah maybe it charge doesn't. me a quarter off not only do they not take anything off but they've also limited the menu so on their full menu there's like there's some things where you can get a deal it's like yeah. i'm playing paying 60 bucks you for, want a the steak, beef or the fish. but i also get some bacon wrapped scallops and a couple jumbo shrimps and a spa- like they don't have any of those deals anymore no no they don't uh, but yeah, it was it was a cool experience, and then like it was fine. And if you heard the last podcast, the, the every day of the year before that was so bleak and miserable feeling for me, anyways. Like it didn't help. Like, and I'm sitting in there. I'm like, I guess this is as good as. Remember, I was saying like all those things that made me feel worse. Like literally just looking at the movie theater's website and how they're being butt raped yeah. into having to do what they have to do now to stay alive, and it made me depressed. So now I'm sitting outside on the sidewalk in the cold like outside of restaurant that's probably fucking dying and it's just it was all right but it's like i guess this is as good as shit gets now here that's as good as shit gets here anymore um which was kind of a bummer and it's funny because they just they like opened up indoor occupancy they keep going back in phases here in chicago we used to be at tier four now then tier three now we're back at tier two which is like okay super we're back in the like lockdown phase almost but but they also just opened up 
like indoor dining to 25% or something. So they just keep fucking moving the goalposts and I can't play this game anymore. It's very odd yeah. when they when they make the rules and I guess the easiest thing to do is just not pay any fucking attention. And then if you got to go do something just go and you know, they'll tell you at the door if you can't go in there. Yeah. Um but yeah, that was just an excuse to get you out of the house while your girl set up some decorations and yep. balloons a f- snuck a, a few people in through the back. Pinata Set up some decorations that were supposed to be viewed from the front of the apartment. Well, I casually <laughs> just decide when we get back to my place, and I think we're just going to go in, and me and Term are going to hang for a little bit at my house. And I'm like, yeah, hey, let's go in the back door. That's usually where I take Arch out, and it's like, also, I'm we, comfortable. We picked up food, and it was another tell. You two, should have, two giant pizza boxes with two like things of appetizers on way top Way too of much it. food for three people. It right. should have been glaring. I don't know. You should see Melina and I's orders sometimes. <laughs> of Leftovers. Takeout. It's like $60 for the two of us. Like We didn't need all that. Yeah, we went in through the back, which I guess we weren't supposed to do. So we come to the back porch. Dude, and there's it still like, got me. There's beers chilling out on the back porch. Some of them were Modelo's. Which and only our homie Eric drinks. I'm like, oh, what? Is Eric here? Exactly. So and I then walk in the back. Your blinds... Th- there's like a few of your blinds are broken off so you can see like a little bit through the window and you can see I remember balloons. my quote. I looked through and I go, oh, did she do a whole thing? That was what I said. Yeah. I said, oh my God. Like I saw and balloons. I'm standing there thinking like, fuck, I ruined the surprise. In that moment, that was a surprise. I was like, what? Eric might be here because he's the only one who would keeps his beers out back when he comes over. And like, I see a balloon in there. I go, did she do a whole thing? Like invite Eric over? And then I walk in. Buy one balloon. Right. Um, and it's Eric and his girlfriend and Taggy, and Dylan. And they all pop up from like hiding behind the couch because I kind of scared him from the back door. And I was like, I haven't seen Dylan since. Like, Dylan moved back to uh, Illinois from New York. I haven't seen Dylan since Kazamdemic. Since that podcast a year ago. I was like... A year ago? It was a while ago. A year ago. I I guess it was, what, in the summer? Six months tops. Yeah, he came back uh, after the lockdown in the summer, I think. Anyways, it's been a while. And it's been a rough six months. (laughs) Like, just period uh and then to see like all of my not all but you know a handful of my closest friends surprise i've never had a surprise party no one's ever set up a thing for me like that that like made me feel very warm in, inside i was like warm and you fuzzies. know i you know love love all you guys love my girlfriend you knew also you knew i was having a rough one so i kind of needed uh oh well that's to, like to have a friend <laughs> if you hadn't had a meltdown we wouldn't have done that i know F1 Nobody I. would have any reason to do anything <laughs> nice for me unless I fucking have a meltdown and beg. Yes. Uh, but anyways, I begged, I melted down, and I got a surprise party, you guys. A good time was had. Uh, but anyway, I got very drunk, and that's the last time I've been drunk Archie peed on me. Oh, oh my God, I almost forgot. Little uh, bastard. Now you understand why I didn't, I don't care <laughs> if he's acting weird and I'm yeah, doing Yeah, you really fucking just blow with Archie <laughs> these days. But kidding. he got scared when we were hitting this pinata and yes. he was like shaking. Like I didn't I realize I was holding was him trying to film you and uh, I didn't realize by the time you'd hit it two or three times, he's like freaking out trying to dive out of my arms. Yep. Um, yeah, and then he was all freaked out. And then, yeah, I tried to console him too. So you, you consoled you him. You pick him up, just like bring I him up. I thought it worked. You consoled him for a few minutes. He and then okay. Afterwards, I'm, what's up, Archie? And he's, he's you know, jumping around, yeah. grabs Seth, his toy. Seth so picks like, him up like a baby and kind of holds him right out in front of him when his feet are kind time. of on his chest. Like, hey, buddy. And then he just lets a whole piss out from Seth's chest just trickling down his belly. And, he, and then you're just going, you go, ah, ah, he's peeing. Uh-huh, <laughs> and we're all what's going on it was like in <laughs> a dumb and dumber that was maybe the best gift i got for my birthday it's so warm just go man 
but yeah, uh, shout out my friends. That was that was great. And things have been, uh, dude. All it is is the fucking balance I talked about a few weeks ago. I had no balance. It was only sitting and tolerating bullshit from shit I couldn't control. Yeah, and not getting any creative work done. No offense to the podcast, and I kind of didn't realize. I know we have listeners, right? I talk to you guys every week. But there was a lot of people that hit me up and um, reconfirmed what I thought. That's why I shared my fucking breakdown to an extent. It was like, I, I don't want to be a phony baloney. I bet there's other people that know exactly what I'm talking about. And I got dozens of messages, uh, supportive messages from people basically saying, take as long as you want, man. Like, we love you. We'll be here. Like, you know, I'm having a rough year too. And yada, yada, yada. A lot of happy belateds and uh, just people who... Uh, confirmed what i thought which was that like it's not just me right i'm not the only one who doesn't know how to fix this fucking imbalance right now but it took me like over an hour uh i, I stayed off my phone for a couple days and then like two days after my birthday i just spent like an hour responding and thanking people but there was a ton of people that reached out so that all made me feel good it reminded me that there's a lot of people uh you know it's me and term sitting in this room every week for three and a half years or whatever but yeah there's a whole fucking a lot of people that love the show not that I didn't know that, but I got a big reminder when we took a hiatus that um, well, more this show helps people. They like this. <laughs> it's you sitting at home for the past year. and uh, Right. This doesn't feel like work to me when I do it. It's just more like me at home uh, making other noise. It's you know? something I was you know, trying to, uh, to tell you two weeks ago when you were melting down. Uh, that it's like, you're not alone. And I think... That that's another thing that you're not alone in is I'm not alone in is that most of the people in this boat probably have a similar feeling of that like they're the only ones going through this. Something that I thought was cool was when uh, they're not. But like, uh, I could have easily and I was sort of encouraged to not even do episode 180 because it was just like, hey man, just take it easy. We don't we'll take a break right now. And I was like, no, I don't want to ghost the fans, and I'm not ashamed. I want to like. I've been inspired when I've heard other people like bitching about them like being beaten down and needing to get back on their feet and being like, oh, no, fuck that. That bullshit is over. I'm not taking that shit anymore. And then I go like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to take shit either. And then it's like a uh, ripple effect, hopefully. One dude specifically told me that he hasn't had a cigarette in over four months because of me and my sharing of that and my struggle there yeah. and talking about that on the podcast where it's like, I don't. I talk about that just because I, I want to talk about it, and I'm proud that I made it a year, which was insane. Oh, by the way, on my birthday, I smoked um, a fake cigarette, like the ones we used in Hall of Famers for the deer hunter scene. They're like cocoa, Coco. and I have a pack of those, like a, a gag gift type thing. So on my birthday, I was like- I'll make you gag. I threw up. <laughs> I, I, it wasn't even a real cigarette, and I fucking puked after I hit it. So I don't- I think I'm, the addiction is fading. Um, but anyways, that was like- I thought that was cool. Like, I've heard Bill Burr when I, I don't even listen to Bill Burr anymore. I like his podcast, but I did all the time for a long time. And when he used to talk about like his weight loss goals, and he would just say, It's like, it's all in the booze and the sugar. Just cut out booze and sugar for a couple weeks. You drop a few pounds. I'd be like, I should probably stop the booze and the sugar for a few weeks. And then I lose a few pounds. And it's like, sometimes you just hear somebody say that. And it's like, Oh, if this guy is struggling with the same thing I am, whether it's substances or weight or yeah. just the weight of the fucking world, so, uh, hopefully it helped somebody. And then it wasn't somebody, it was dozens of people. So, um, you know, I, if I, if, if, if saying that made anybody feel whatever, not alone. Yeah. Everybody's struggling. And also it just helped me, man. It helped me, uh, all that positive feedback. Everybody understood. Even people that were like, man, it sucks. I missed the show, but, um, you know, I'm mad. Like, remix verse was dope. I felt bad. That was my <laughs> compensation. 
or my uh, consolation rather was like, all right, if I'm not going to do the podcast, I got this. I'm not going to sit on this verse forever. Well, and I think I'll share this this week instead. So, if nothing else, it was useful to take a week or two off just to uh, prove to ourselves that that was the biggest thing. Nothing will happen if we do that. And now I know that that's okay, and I will be more comfortable doing it. Hey, like Wolf, this is something where we do have to figure out a way where if I need a week off, like, and you want to do one. There's a way to make it work. There's a way that like sure. that we can both uh, you know, sub an episode if someone's got something going on, but yeah, whenever I end up moving, th- that might be a, a rough week or two, but looking forward to it, moving on up, working on it. Um, in any event, there's um there's not much going on. Uh, that was the the recap there. Big acumenal recap. I saw uh, Trey Songs got arrested at a football game. That was the one news story I caught up on. And I've got an arsenal of fan questions lined up. Trey Songs. Trey Songs. There's only one song of Trey's that I really enjoy. And boy, do I enjoy it. You know what it is. I don't know any Trey Songs songs. Oh, you do. You do. All I know about Trey Songs. You know. You know the one I'm talking is, about. Uh, Come on, you know. Years ago in my when my ex went on American Idol and I was still like had feelings for her and then i'm watching her like i'm gay (laughs) have like american idol romances and like yahoo headlines about her dating and whatever right uh and then there was but there was one point where like uh uh her and trey songs were tweeting and i was like it's over it's over it's over (laughs) dating a black guy Um, so he was at a Kansas City Chiefs game. Or before this, let's just see the. Does like it have a, to do with a mask? Is this like a mask story? Let's see where it goes. This is the initial article. It says Trey Songs found himself in the middle of a physical altercation with police during a uh, Kansas City Chiefs game. Fans who witnessed it say the cop was way out of line. Way, way out of line. line. Wait, where is it? Hold on, I got this, you guys. Way out of line. Way out of line. Nice. You know what hurts the most is the the lack of respect. You know that's what hurts the most. You know who I am ridiculous completely ridiculous um we've obtained this video from arrowhead stadium sunday which at first shows trey and the officer's struggle trey connects a punch with the officer's head gets him in a headlock nice. and then the officer pins trey to a seat witnesses tell us the whole thing started when trey was being heckled by some fans a few rows behind him and asked them to chill out uh we're told the officer approached trey and without warning went after him the witness says trey was totally caught off guard when the officer got physical and started to defend himself you can hear fans throughout the video shout at the officer telling him to get off songs songs uh, until additional hey leave songs alone hey leave songs alone until additional officers arrived fans were yelling for the officer to be arrested once they got there um once backup got there, they were able to separate Trey and the cop, and they put Trey in handcuffs. Here is the video. So I see two, or uh, uh, yeah, two guys on top of Trey songs. Do you? I don't know what I'm even looking at. Um. Okay. It's more clear now. All right, Trey songs is the dude with the guy in the headlock. And yes, that's a cop. Studded that's sleeves. Hot topic pickup. He's got a good guillotine going here. Yep. Oh, he's in big trouble. <laughs> he's in big trouble, Mike. Oh, that's locked in. He's got his arm under the chin. That is tight. That is tight. What the fuck is going on over here? He is pretty aggressively trying to lock up a guillotine. Dude. All right, now 
Oh, now the security guy's fat, flat ass is in the fucking way. It's wide but flat for people who need clarification on how it's both. Sheriff's police now. There's a guy with a sheriff's vest on. Where's he connect this punch? I think that happened before the headlock, and you just couldn't see it on the camera as well. You guys don't want to lose your job over this. You're about to lose, young you. They got ACDC in the background. Thunder cheap, dirty deeds. Hey, he didn't do nothing wrong. If I were the cop, it would have been like, exactly, he did something wrong. It's a double negative. <laughs> here's an update, though. It says, in order, uh, here's his booking photo. Here's his truck songs looks like. I don't know anything about Trey Songs, just that he, like, maybe 10 years ago was, like, pretty Making hot jealous in pop of. music. And, yeah, he's, like, a fucking no, he's hot, still pretty hot dude look, with look abs His mugshot, he looks fabulous. He looks like fabulous. That looks fabulous <laughs> to you? Dude, I would trade everything about me to be that guy in that picture in a jail right now. He's doing would, better. Self-loathing, small penis white guy. <laughs> uh, nine o'clock or yeah, ten this morning. Trey was released from custody. Update, and then it says here, um, ten o four a.m. Update from TMZ. Kansas City Police just gave TMZ the rundown on what happened with Trey Songz in their eyes, anyways. And according to them, the dust up did indeed start because Trey Songz refused to follow the stadium's coronavirus protocol, namely that he refused to wear a what? A mask. And if he's wearing a mask, how the hell are people supposed to know he's Trey Songz, bro? Come on. Now you don't work that hard to be that famous and it's cover your beautiful face exactly. up. Exactly. <laughs> uh, KCPD says fans were complaining that Trey wasn't following. Oh my god! How am I going to get a free beer for being Trey songs if I have a mask on? Dirty Kansas City snitch fans. Uh, fans complaining that Trey wasn't following Arrowhead safety rules regarding the virus, and then once security was called and unable to get him to comply or successfully boot him outright, they called the big guns and police to deal with them. I just assume that anyone right now who'd be willing to go to a live football game like wouldn't be the kind of sissy who like needs to snitch on the fact that like the guy 20 feet away from me doesn't have a thing on his face. Um you know and it says cops say Trey again refused to obey the orders and was eventually told he was under arrest. It's crazy though. Like one side of the story is fans were heckling him and then the officers are out of line. But they're like, look, he wasn't wearing a mask, so that's illegal now. Well, so we have they to... Were heckling him about. Exactly. Exactly. But the, <laughs> the, the law now, I guess, is that you will be arrested. No. Because Trey If Song's you don't want to wear a mask... In, in the stadium. And that might be a rule, then you'd have to leave the stadium. Right. But if you refuse to leave the stadium and put the cop who's trying to get you to leave the stadium in a guillotine, then you're under arrest for assaulting a cop. That's how that these works. these Kansas Cityans uh, knew it was Trey Song's, they Can- would have just shut Kansas-ians. up. Kansasians. Um, but they don't know. They just see like you know some black guy, and they're just like, put a mask on. Get him out of here. I don't think him being Trey Songs would have mattered at all. They would, They still wouldn't recognize him. Uh, cops say Trey. For, oh, I said that already. Blah blah blah. It says the case is being referred to. If he can't, if he puts a mask on, masks on. How is he supposed to sing any of his songs? Oh, by the way, speaking of his songs, here's my fucking bread and butter, baby. You remember this? Remember there was a show on uh, what was it there? On Fox called American Idol. No, and was... my ex girlfriend was on it, and then she was like uh, hanging out with Trey songs. And there was another and show. I, I was at home crying like a little cut. On HBO called Vinyl. 
Remember with Bobby Cannavale? Oh, he did the David Bowie a cover. A beautiful. Like, I, I might like it more than the original. I uh, fucking... Well, he's wrong. I, and, look, I love Bowie. And the show chose to whitewash Trey songs by having a white actor lip sync this rendition. Was I don't know if he was... Was he white? Yes. Oh, they whitewashed they, him. They fucking... The scene is a white guy, like, in a hotel. Stop singing so whitely! Uh, lip syncing this. But... I love the original song. I love David Bowie. But when I heard this in the show, I was like, this is incredible. Who the fuck? And then when I saw it was Trey songs that did it, I couldn't believe it. I would have never thought that. Um, here, let's watch this video of him putting the cop in the headlock to this nice song. But the film is a sad she's lived it ten times. Yeah, get him in a headlock. You don't want to lose your job. It's not worth it. Someone's yelling. He's in trouble, Mike. (laughs) Trey songs locking up a guillotine. Here comes a short another touchdown, Chiefs. (laughs) Get off him now. What is this cop doing now? He's just like hunched over. It's like we got him. Let's get the hell out of here. Get get right the hell out of here. Well, that sucks for Mr. Songs. No, I, I think it's still a win for him because he he gets a fucking cop in a headlock. It's dope. I don't know. You could get a charge for that. Yeah, but the community likes to see this stuff, Seth. What community? The black community. Right. My community, my people. Yeah, they're putting him in handcuffs, putting the hood up. He's out. Such a big deal. Like, it's like, first of all, just put the mask on. And if he doesn't put the mask on, he's Trey Songs. You can't, you you have to put him in handcuffs. It's not a big deal. Because of the mask, I don't think. And I'm and I'm not a guy who's what's who's what's the big deal then? If it's not the mask, snitch on anyone who's not wearing a mask or lecture you to wear one everywhere. So what's the deal if it's not mask? It's that he fucking got physical with the cop who told him to put one on. But he wouldn't have needed to get fit, or he wouldn't have gotten physical if he put the mask on. Oh, totally. Because the cop would have been like, "All right, thanks, bye." Look at those cavemen brawl in the stands at the Kansas City Chiefs game. (laughs) Um, this is literally all I know about Trey Songz. Trey Songz is he murdered this fucking remix, this cover, and he put a cop in a headlock this week. So what a guy! One more time, let's go. Let's take it there, baby. That's my dog. That's my dog. I didn't like that show very much. Vinyl, it had it's more potential than it like had payoff for that potential. The first you know? half of the season was pretty decent, and then the second half was like, "What did they do with this show? What's going on with this right here?" Uh, extremely over the top. They had all those scenes of guys doing cocaine. 
Um, right, as if they were kind of like the Wolf of Wall Street, as if someone's fucking shocking him with a cattle prod in his gooch. Every time he does a line, there's an aerial camera to show his face going. <laughs> yeah, you know when you whip That's your not head. What cocaine is like. You whip your head straight back, look up at the ceiling after every line, and scream. Like That's an what animal. crystal meth is like, right. my friend. I've done both. I know from experience. I know from dude. experience for sure. <laughs> when I did meth in Nebraska. Uh, like the second I snorted it, I was high. That's what meth is like. Yeah, cocaine. You, you're like, I get high the second. Five I minutes snort later, coke. there's a drip. You taste the drip. Yeah, but I get the high pretty quick. It is not like Wolf of Wall Street or vinyl. It is so exaggerative. Right. That's cinema. You know, you gotta um, fucking take some liberties here. Best part of vinyl is when they show BishopRecords.com. They show uh, one of the characters shows another character this new band Queen, who you gotta hear the singer. Right. Uh, and they play the song "Night Comes Down" from Queen's first album fucking so good yeah that scene alone like sent me into a queen kick and then they play uh bohemian rhapsody for mike myers from so i married an axe murderer and he's like it's shite oh no that was the movie that was the queen movie um i don't remember the queen movie honestly I mike no myers was in talking it. about there he was like the agent who said bohemian nobody wants to hear a classical seven minute number right and then at the end his face was red because they were fucking doing it real big um spoiler alert final well, I'm prepared to move on. I don't know. Are you? Are we doing this fucking thing? Let's do this thing. Let's do this thing. Highly recommended. Oh, yeah. Trey songs, everybody, covering David Bowie. Oh, man. What'd you do? Take two. Something's not coming through. There's like, there's horns that I don't hear. I hear a lot of string. This week's highly, I wish I knew Portuguese uh, to say this in. Where the fuck are the horns you're talking about? I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> this is not scat, man. <laughs> Such an idea of your own. No, this is scat, man. Horns. This is shite. This week's highly recommended album comes from the one and only Chico Barique. Chico Barique. I think that's how you say it. Boricua. Morena Chico Barique. So my, um... My roommate, who is of Brazilian persuasion, uh, he's been really stocking up on Brazilian records over the past few weeks and showing me all of them. Okay, okay. And he's gotten a lot of Chico Barique. Are you going to fucking and dig I up your Mad Lib influence bro. and start flipping, chopping beats? What's up? Maybe. Going to start making Portuguese Brazilian beat tapes? What's up? Um, Brazilian time. Oh, I've just been enjoying a, a lot of um, a lot of this music he's been showing me. Brazilian music is really cool. Uh, these people just have something in their blood that we don't, like a like a rhythm, yeah, uh, a, a samba rhythm. Everything is like even the sad songs have, are like somehow upbeat in some way. I always enjoyed playing. Um, Excuse me. When I was in jazz band in middle school, you guys playing drums. I love samba. And like that whole, it's very like, like timbales and like very yeah, that, weird uh, time signatures. Mm -hmm. It's fun. We played like uh, Carlos Santana and uh, what was the other? 
lot of stuff. I'm trying to think of the the more like I don't know. Like we played like Maynard Ferguson and stuff, but that's not samba like. It was just I don't know, jazz. In- intense jazz. Um Yeah, Who was the fucking other guy? <clears throat> of all the Chico Borique has shown me, um so far my favorite is How do you say this? How do you say this album name? Uh Constrachire. The last three letters really I take know. it there, you know? <laughs> the C... It's like uh, it's going to say construction, but then it goes, ciao at the end. Ciao. It's like the whole word just goes, see ya. C-O-N-S-T-R-U. And then one of those C's with like... With a Q part Like a squiggly on the bottom. <laughs> almost like a lowercase g. This thing's part Q. Um, you want to be gay? An A Fine. with a squiggly above that. And then an O. Construkiao. Construkiao. Yeah. Um, really dope album though. My favorite tracks are two, three, and four. I like this one. It has one of the. He doesn't want to say the names of them because he can't. Um, like, track two, track three, and track four. Cotidiano, Desalento, and then the the, the and, title track. Uh, Pico de Gallo. <laughs> the title track. <laughs> uh, this song's got one of those instruments. This thing. Aguero. What is this? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> It's so cool. It sounds Ooh, like... Oh, yeah. I can, like, see it, but I, I don't know if... It's not a Guero. That's the... It sounds like something smearing on a window. Yeah. Or the... someone erasing a whiteboard with their hands. <laughs> uh, we played one in, uh, in percussion in band. We had one. Fucking kick ass. It sounds like dolphins communicating. Uh, and then I guess uh, this would be like the most known track on the album uh, to a Brazilian. Damn. One Brazilian podcast listener is losing his shit out there. I don't know the words, but I know the melody. Yeah, just say do. Chico Buarique <laughs> Check it out uh, Apparently he's like My roommate's been telling me All about how he was like A, a big um, Pedophile? Uh, not, the, not the word Like proponent for marijuana smoking mm. uh, In Brazil Stoner Back in like the 60s and scumbag. 70s He's a scumbag When it was like a high crime mm. uh, And the, the military police Would even sometimes go to like A record factory Where they were printing Chico Buarique records yeah. And they would go and like you know, they would have a specific song that's, uh, that's that like doesn't meet the government standards about what you can say to people. So they would take every record and that song, and they would just like scratch the shit out of it, so no one can play that song in a record. It's crazy. Chico Barique. Highly recommend. You know what I'm saying? What movie did we just reference? Five minutes ago. Gleaming the cube. What is it? <laughs> no. I don't know. We brought up something else two minutes ago that I don't remember, yeah. but I would have also highly recommended that. Keep up. Highly recommended. Chico Buarique. I'll try and say it. Constructcow. Yeah, dude. <coughs> you know what I'm going to highly recommend? The same shit I did three weeks ago. If you haven't watched Alice in Borderland on Netflix, it's so fun. So good. <sighs> Bothers me when nobody talks about stuff that's actually good and everyone's like, well, watch Bridgerton. I'm like, go suck my dick. I, um... 
I didn't begin that, but I began Cobra Kai. So, uh, yeah, I've, like I recently, t- I've never heard anybody say like bad stuff about Only Cobra heard Kai. Positive. So I told reviews. myself that I'd have to go watch the Karate Kid exactly movies to refresh my memory. Exactly what I wanted to do, and, and exactly what I did. So you watched Karate Kid, just the first one, a few days ago. I, I watched Karate Kid. Everybody says that's like the best the reboot attempt at like you know they're doing it everything right. But it's also a lot of people I listen to say that are like, you know, like maybe five to ten years older than me, and they're just dudes that grew up with the Karate Kid. Yes. I didn't really grow up with the Karate Kid like that. No. Um, I, I had seen throughout my life bits and pieces of the Karate Kid. I knew like the whole tournament ending part with the crane kick and all that. Uh, you ever heard I'd, of Wax On, Wax Off? I'd never seen the whole movie. I knew the Wax On thing. Um so it was, you know it was, the uh, you're the best around. No one's ever and then I, and then I assume and I assume correctly that this show <laughs> within the first couple episodes is going to be referencing the movie that I should see. Probably before riddled I see the with show. references you're not even catching. So I was glad I watched it. Yeah. Um, it was funny. I told you watching the original Karate Kid and seeing uh, like they have a montage to the you're the best. around. Yeah. No one's ever gone. But it's totally not ironic if you saw a montage to that song now it would yeah. have to be in a comedy that's playing on the fact of like how cheesy this is it's funny we just watched uh, Gleam- but they were serious Gleaming the Cube the movie it's a, a classic like, I feel like every time we've brought it up in the course of my life it's like the Tony Hawk movie he's not even in the fucking thing it's the Christian Slater movie you know I it's the only movie that Tony a Tony Hawk movie but it's like that's why I, I kind of know what if, it is if I met skateboarding Tony Hawk, is in it I, because I'm a no, hipster, I'm not saying what cool you said guy. this month. I'm saying in my life. It's like, well, that's the movie with Tony Hawk. I would be, to Tony Hawk, I would be like, hey, aren't you the guy who drove the Pizza Hut truck and gleaming the cube? And he'd be <laughs> like, right. you're a real one. Fucking ain't right it is. Uh, but it's not a Tony Hawk vehicle. No. The he, Pizza Hut pickup truck is a Tony Hawk vehicle. That is the Tony Hawk vehicle. Um, but in that, it's like, movie. it's like the, you know, he, they killed my brother and now I got to get my anger out. And so he skates to an 80s song and he's just doing like Rodney, Rodney Mullen is doing the tricks, mm-hmm. but he's like spinning in his, he's skating out like the footloose dance, you know? It's just one of those corny 80s movies. I just watched a fucking nightmare on Elm Street, like part four or one of the terrible sequels. Might've been part Freddy two. Freddy gets all upset no, one and of the, goes off and One of the kids to... is a big like karate nerd. I went to the <laughs> danger zone. They do it with fighting. So there's like dancing footloose, there's skating gleaming the cube and then there's a bunch probably with like shadow boxing and this kid's just like shadow boxing from all angles in his basement with a Japanese flag hanging behind him he's got the sash wrapped around his head like he's in taekwondo but it's just like hilarious Casio keyboard 80s music (laughs) to like shadow boxing punching at the wall fast cut fast cut left right center angle gleaming the cube is wide shot close up uh, been one of my favorite bad 80s movies. I'd never seen it. That's why term was like... And it, you know, to me, because it's about skateboarding, and I, I skateboarded. So there's that tie-in. I was saying yesterday as we watched it, Without it's like... Without that tie-in, it's like it could have been a, a fine other film, too. I don't think the fine skateboarding is, is the such right a word. Loose, why is it even... This would have just been another shitty movie from the 80s, and the only reason it's like culturally people remember it is the skating But aspect. the skating sort of seems shoehorned into this movie. Totally. It feel, it's not a natural thing that they're doing... Uh, and like a uh, good point you made is like they have um, like stunt doubles literally they'll have uh, Rodney Mullen or a series of skaters doing the actual tricks with a like Christian a Slater Lance hair wig Mountain or Mike and Val- then they'll like Vallely? they showed a dude like there, there was a vert scene that was pretty sick this dude did like awesome he did like a double hand plant like he hit this one coping and then there was a gap to like the coping 
three feet over on the vert and he like hand plant jumped and then hit that with his hand and then one back hand in. hop to the other fucking coping and that's supposed to be christian slater's skate christian skater his character and then after they show like actually him on the board and he's like just pushing all weird every like, time that was they, the guy doing mctwists every time they show him like skating down the sidewalk to a store he's pushing granted he looks like he might fall <laughs> not mongo so i give him that credit yeah he's right uh but he's pushing like a guy who just you know, learned how to skateboard two days ago. Yeah. Uh, and then they show him get all angsty and he goes and does like fucking primo triple kickflips, Rodney Mullen style. Uh, but he can't push right. It's just funny to me. And I was saying what's odd, it's 1989, this movie, and True Romance, I thought, was 92 or 93. And that's thought, one of my favorite films. It's a Christian Slater vehicle. I thought it was way earlier than 89. I was surprised. Oh, you thought Gleaming the Cube was. Yeah, I thought it was like 85. Either way, it's like Christian Slater is... He's a kid in this movie. And then I've always thought True Romance, he's a young guy, but it's like, I would have thought there was 10 years gap between Gleaming the Cube, Christian Slater, playing a skater kid, like a high school kid, and then True Romance, Christian Slater, which is like, I don't know, seems very, the character's very adult, but he just looks like a, I couldn't believe it. I was like three years tops between these two movies, and this guy like grew up. It was crazy. Um, he's really young looking in uh, Gleaming the Cube. He was probably he was probably older. TPS than... reports the only podcast in 2021 talking about gleaming the cube with Christian Slater. When was he born? He was probably older than high school age. Sure, but I'm, I'm saying he looked. He was the 20 part. years old. He's 20 years old, so that means he's 23 in True Romance, and he looks like he's 30. Right. Um. You also got fucking. Must have had a growth spurt. Some great acting, uh, Mr. Wilhelm from Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh, yep. Who's that guy? The guy from Scarface was like, it's bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> hey, listen, this is bullshit. Let me talk to you over here, kid. I'm done with your bullshit. Uh, the guy from Blow, Dooley. Dooley. Who would fly with the, the suitcases. <laughs> Tony Hawk. Stellar performance. Come on, let's get it. Um, best part, hands down, is when... Uh, the hands down uh, hand plant on the vert ramp. Second best part, <laughs> also hands down. That was the best hands down part. Is when the guy who looks just like Khan from King of the Hill. Dude. Uh, says to Mr. Wilhelm, he pulls out a gun and he goes, don't give me no jerk off hand job. Don't give me no jerk off hand job. <laughs> we speculated for like 15 minutes last <laughs> night on what was the line in the script? Did this guy just take some sort of Vietnamese so, liberty? He's Vietnamese, Christian Slater's brother. But if you've seen King of the Hill and you know the character Khan, it's him. Yeah, the actor is clearly Laotian. <laughs> uh, but the movie is Christian Slater has a brother who's Vietnamese, who's adopted, and he works for some company who's like smuggling guns to Vietnam or something, and he uncovers this this dirty secret from the company and brings it up to someone, and then they fucking kill him. And Christian Slater goes and like tries to figure out what happened and get yeah. revenge well, for his brother. Well, after he stress skates so it's, through it. it's you, skaters you know. <laughs> and Asians. Skasians. Like uh, teenage skateboarders and then Asian criminals. That's that's the that is the basis for the movie. Yeah. Sold. You had me at Tony Hawk vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> um well we've got some fan questions, as always. Let's uh hop into one of them right here right now. What's up guys? Long time listener. First time caller. I think I've been following you guys since about my senior year of high school. So I think that was 2016. So uh, going on 10 plus Give years. Give me your life you story. Idiot. What is going so on right now? My question is go. for both of you. I want to know what your most depraved, base, disgusting masturbation stories are. 
where you did oh, it, come on, dude. how you did this. it, what you did it with, what you did it to. In terms of like how much time you got, buddy. You did it with. <laughs> I know y'all are some sick fucks, and I know y'all probably got some good stories, so uh, let her rip. Didn't we make mention to this? We were joking, I think. Uh, on the stream yesterday, but about like what we did with our dicks when we were kids, and I was saying like, what did I do with mine? I forgot. Um, when oh, I yeah, was a like, kid, like I had one climb of those... in the, a pole, you know, and getting aroused. Yeah, you had a bunk bed. Yeah, which it, and you had to climb up to your bed, and along that climb, that's when I learned what my peen was for. Um, I talked about how I had a one of those pillows with arm rests on it. You know, everybody knows. Yeah, everybody's seen one of those. Yeah. I had one of those as a kid. And naturally, it formed somehow a hole. There might have been a tag that I ripped off or something, and that formed a hole like on the ass of it. Yep. Uh, so I used to hump that when I was a little kid. Well, let's see. Let me stall for a minute so my mom knows to skip ahead five minutes <laughs> in the podcast. Let's see here. What did I ever... Mm? Yeah, I mean, I have like too... I feel like I have too much to sort through. Um, this is like... I don't have like... This is a more loaded question than asking me like my favorite movie. I definitely have um, a couple of... Probably shouldn't have jerked it there, uh, you know. Like here, there's. I it, feel like I've been I pretty have, good in my life about not whacking off outside of my home. Dude, I watched you whack off in a fucking bathroom at a beach, like a hole in a in an outhouse. Okay, we were on tour. Well, the, and they, my, my balls hurt. Mine are on tour also. To do exactly. This is where mine are. I and I kind of feel bad about this, but there's been like at least two times I can remember uh, where we we were basically being put up by a fan, and I jerked off in their home. Yep. Like look. Meth. Clean, easy. Back to my crystal meth story. Uh, we all went back and stayed at a fan's house, and I did not sleep. 2016. While everyone slept, I beat we off We were on the a tour a in times. California, and we were staying with a friend, and I remember I wanted to jerk so bad. I, you, you get pent up on tour, and then sometimes, like, I don't know, there's, like, cute girls at the show, and uh, that's not happening, and we whatever. We have no game. But it's just, like, whatever it is... I remember, and I, I remember realizing too, like I had no resource and I wasn't going to like get up and go across the room or somebody was still up and not going in the bathroom or whatever. And then I was like, you know, I've never, and this is me at like age 26 or seven or something, but I was like, I've never jerked off into a sock. Like I never did that. Like that's how not weird I am with my jerking off. I never even did a sock when I was a kid, um, but I did in this. I've done it. I can probably count on, on my two hands how many socks I've jacked I can into. put two cummy socks on <laughs> both these hands. Um, because socks to me were always like valuable. I need all the socks that right, I have. Right, right. So that's the thing, like cliche you hear about a kid jerking off with, and I didn't. And as, one day as an adult, at like, and I was just like, you don't want to jerk off in this person's home. They're letting you stay here. And then I was like, fuck it, I'm jizzing in my sock and buying new socks tomorrow. Like I don't should care. Just in their sock, right? in their I home. Should have gone. <laughs> and then there was another one where I jerked off in a fan, and it was at a shower, but, but like the 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 shower drain area was like kind of they had like a like a screen in it, you know, to catch to hair and gunk and whatever and it caught my cum and it was obviously like it looked gelatinous and jelly and goopy and i like cleaned they, they were probably when they took a shower next they probably went why is the shower drain so spotless clean it's because acumenal jerked off on it and i got self-conscious that i left my jizz all there for him to then see when he took a shower and be yeah. like i didn't jerk someone has jizz all stuck in. so i i scraped out jizzy hair of another household to make sure there wasn't like the the evidence that I jerked in their shower before yeah. I left. I think what this guy's looking for scumbag. is like I scraped out the cummy hair yes. to, to get a rod. Did that work? And oh, okay. then beat off more. No, so I'm, I'm not all the way with there. With the cummy hair. No, I just used my brain from memory, jerked it in the he shower. He wants like a, come on, you ever sniffed panties that you shouldn't have been sniffing? Take it away, term. Because <laughs> uh, my answer would be 
No. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> We've all done it. We've no, all we all haven't. Somewhere where there was underwear that wasn't ours. No, I'm sorry. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking no. I really don't think I ever did panty sniffing. I'm not going to say who right now, but. No. I smelled someone's panties in high school um, when, when they weren't guarding them. <laughs> I had uh, guarding them <laughs> when they weren't guarding their vagina. <laughs> I remember one time. This is this is this is even better, and I don't even fucking care. Our buddy, Loudmouth Lewis, once without getting into the detail, detail. One time we were left alone at a fan's house who was putting us up, and I walked into the bedroom. I was like, "Where is Lewis?" And he had the fan dude's girlfriend's panties on his head like a mask, and he was like, "What's up?" Like just to get a laugh out of us, and disrespectful invasion of privacy one of the funniest things i ever seen in my life i couldn't i'm like where did lewis go he wouldn't go in their bedroom and not only was he in the bedroom but he was wearing panties on his head and, and that's like, the, good and that's the perfect opportunity to like you can r- play it off like no i was making my friends laugh when in yeah, reality he did you so were getting funny. a few whiffs in so that you can remember later to have something to jerk and off then to he, in the bathroom. And, and then he heard me opening the door and he <laughs> threw him on his head as a joke it's like i'm not gonna let him catch me sniffing these no, sniffing panties is not a thing that has ever been like related to what I do to get my dick hard. Like, ever. I mean, I'm not saying that I can't get it up without sniffing someone's panties, but... Yeah, it's like, I don't know if they would even like... I guess, I don't knock it till you try it, because maybe it does get me rock solid, but I can't imagine it would be... I'd be like, all right, now I'm done with this. They it, smell... F- you can't imagine that it would get you rock solid? Are you no, out of your no, mind? I, no, like, it might... But I also could picture myself sniffing panties, jerking myself, my limp dick for like 30 seconds and being like, all right, this is enough. It, let me just get back to playing with my dick without the panties in my hand and in my nose. I don't think it would really... Mm. Maybe? I don't know. But no, not all of us <laughs> have all done it a bunch. <laughs> you got to get right back. We took a couple of weeks off. We got to go right back into panty jerk off stuff. Right. You, know? you ever find a, a pair of someone else's panties with a little bit of like uh, discharge in there? Find a pair of someone else's panties. And then you. No, uh, like where are you? Give it a little taste. Are you asking me, or do you have <laughs> your own stories you. that you want to tell me? No, I'm, just, I'm just curious. Are you? Are if you? That's, if that's what you do, are you doing the old like? I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> I'm asking a. We friend. know the friend is you. Um. Yeah, I mean, um. There's yeah. just some things that I'll take to the grave. Who's 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 this that asked? Oh, Does they didn't say? leave a name. Long-time listener, well, first-time caller. All the more reason to uh, not just like... Yeah. yeah what, what's your name, bro? What's your jerk story, bro? Let's go. Complete stranger whose name I don't even know. Um, Here. Here's some... Uh, there's probably there's about pr- my penis. We talked when we played that show with Tropodelic in September, and we had that like green room. We were all just storytelling funny. I've jerk never off stories. felt more normal, and yeah. I have to tell you, yeah, <laughs> I've a lot of times in my life been like, "What is wrong with you?" To myself, yeah, for sure. Uh, and usually, like post coming, yeah, alone. Um, and there was never a point where I felt more normal than that conversation. Hanging out with a bunch of dudes, musician dudes, funny dudes, just all telling jerk stories. And all of their stuff are better answers for this guy's question, I feel like. (laughs) And we told those back then. And I remember saying back then, we were trying to say like the weirdest things. I remember I was like scraping, just pulling for like, what's the weirdest thing I've done? And it wasn't that weird. Um, So I don't know. But I do feel shame, not in hotels. I'll just all over a hotel room. I don't fucking care. Mm -mm. But if a fan is nice enough to put me up... It's kind of a rule, like, don't... 
Don't jizz in their house. I gave a girl but a facial. But I've broken that rule a couple times. I've, I had to, you guys. I had to. I gave a girl a facial in a hotel room one time, and she was like, her head was up against like the headboard of the bed, and I sp- like splattered all over the headboard of the bed. Did you hit her face? And her face. Was it like when Homer made the makeup gun and fired it at Marge? <laughs> like a bunch goes past her head and hits the wall? Just a face on the wall. And that, But I was thinking at that time, how like uh, imagine how many hotel beds I've slept in that had come Some sprayed all over the headboard. Everywhere, yeah. And now it's my turn. When, Lord, when? When's going to be my time? There we go. Um, <laughs> hey, if we think of a better one, we'll, we'll let her rip. But oh, totally. Man, I'm... I'm pretty sure we I should just have confessed to a crime, so that should be good enough. Hey, I was committing felonies the last three weeks recording these phone calls, so we're both going down. Yo, what up, fags? I'm working my way back through the catalog, so I don't know if you've talked about this before, but I got a question for Term. You say you're doing Muay Thai now. You started a little while ago, I guess. You should, uh, you should do jujitsu too. You should start doing that. He's got the Jew part covered. Just got to get that jitsu. Just squeeze that jitsu in there. (laughs) I got, I got going to the gym. You may as well just roll around with some sweet dudes. I mean, let him, let him work his way in. He just, he's been doing Muay Thai a month. It's like, oh, you just started Muay Thai. You should be training all MMA. My gym is primarily a jujitsu academy. And you, I, I'm um, guessing, I don't even know, you've never even spoken about this, but I'm guessing you would branch out at so a certain point. Last year I did a free jiu-jitsu class um, with um, Luis Claudio, uh, who trains Ben Rothwell. And it was a cool time. He's super nice, really cool dude. Uh, and I liked the place, but it was really far. This was back when I was staying in the Burbs uh, for a bit. And I didn't want to start at a school out there and then move to the city and have to find a new place or god forbid drive from the city to that place because i liked it yeah um but also just i don't know i don't think uh i think when it comes to jujitsu i would like to try my hand at it someday further uh but isn't that what your brother does or that he's trained in and what he recommended heavily yeah uh but i don't know i just think that I'm much more into throwing strikes, and I love throwing kicks. He really is. He can't never. He's always doing. I'm it. always shadow boxing. We can't hang out without like. I'll be like, sit on the couch, stay a while. I'll be like, just, no, I'm gonna stand and throw air punches at it's just everybody. Fun to connect your fist <laughs> to a, a pad or a heavy bag or something. I remember I we like were it. all standing around my kitchen on my birthday, and it's like this group of friends plus Dylan is not you know always hanging out. Dylan hasn't been here since right, this and you're started. just doing that, and like the, everyone else is observing. Like, is this what he does now? Like, he's just like, yeah, you can't. Shut it off. It's just he's gonna he's gonna try and get your attention by shadow boxing at you, and then when you give him a glare, he'll he'll go my direction and start throwing kicks at me, but not <laughs> connecting. And then I'll be looking at him like, "What are you doing?" No, but and then um, I'll start throwing him at this guy. Yeah, I don't know. I would love to later down the line uh, learn jujitsu, but right, for give right now, six I just, months. I want to strike. Yeah, uh, I want to beat some ass. And I don't know. I, don't know. I thought I had something else to say. Well, he has. He like, has someone else deterred to say. me. He has some more to this. I mean. So. I know you're fucking gay, so you're into that for sure. You want to be gay? Probably like getting beat up. Uh, there's a weird thing where a lot of jujitsu people like to smoke weed. It's a weird Brazilian thing. I don't know. You're into that too, I guess. So mm. uh, I feel like everybody at my academy smokes to some right. degree. Bag. <laughs> I don't know. Right. right, I get it. I'm gay. Um, I'm gay. <clears throat> I was there today, and I, I was. Uh, we were we were doing oh, some light his, sparring. His I thought up. that it would be showing more right now on my calf. 
Your shin uh, looks red. On my shin, too. Blotchy. You just have uh, cirrhosis. Look at my foot. What's that what it's called? I threw two kicks sparring. Ew, uh, look at your stupid painted nails Christmas colors. <laughs> you think we're going to talk about the bruise <laughs> when you just pulled out red and green alternate fucking toenail polish? You haven't seen that? It's aye, aye, aye. Weeks old. You've had your nails, your toenails painted, some variation of something, for years now. Um, All I can tell you, sir, is that he's gay. Gay, gay! I'm just comfortable with my sexuality. Yeah. Uh, and regardless the of what color these toes are painted, when the foot connects with your head, you're going <laughs> down, bro. I don't know. You got some scars and bruises I there. I threw two leg kicks. Looks like I might have a hard head, dude. You might fuck your foot up. Uh, I'm pretty hard-headed. With my sparring partner, Mike, and he checked both kicks one after another. And I, I was wearing shin guards, too. And oh, my God. Uh, he I, he blocked one with his knee that hit my left shin right here, and I can't fucking walk properly right now. Yeah, you got the <laughs> Connor treatment. We watched. Uh, I didn't bring it up, but we watched UFC 257 over the weekend. Conor McGregor got knocked out for the first time. Yeah, in his he career. got he got his fucking leg lumberjack chopped um, down too. I I said on the live stream how I feared for my voice going into it because the night before. Uh, it was finally my turn to scream and you, tag I his dumb face. I don't ever get to hear you yell at him a lot. Because I always lose. You were bottled up, and you gave him it one. It was just uh, it, uh, this the is excitement, a, though, of watching Conor McGregor get knocked I, out, which no one sees coming. I mean, totally possible fighting Dustin Poirier, but... <clears throat> yeah, I believe what you said in our buddy Teggy's ear. Like, oh, I don't intro, remember. You know, I don't no, I'll tell you. You went, yeah, bitch! <laughs> you just did a Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> You just yelled, yeah, bitch, what now? Um, and then he he was just, also, he's not used to losing, so he goes, yeah, I mean, it was a good fight. He was talking so much shit. When I got there, I was like, 20 bucks, uh, I got Poirier. Dude, he cranked up the volume for Connor's walkout music. That's how lame he to was about some it. He's like, shut up, Connor's walking out. To a Cranberry song. Blasting, uh, but yeah, just berating me and how stupid I am. Yeah, Connor's for making not going to be walking out of night. here. He's going to be fucking rolling out. It was so exciting. Yeah, uh, I saw really, a picture. Really of him fun with his, card. His, uh, his little like you know something about Mary uh, cane crutch thing. You really? Know? Yeah, he had one of those in a pick. So that's having a hard time standing. Yeah. A fata. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Should Justin be kissing Poirier. my fucking hairy bean bag, man. man. Dustin uh, Poirier chopped the shit out of his lead leg, and uh, that's that's really you know you can see it like it's not supporting him by the second round. The the punch that he lands in the second round that that puts Conor McGregor on his ass, his knees were buckled already, partially from just how chewed up his legs were. Right, and then um, that's when he uh, Poirier starts unloading upstairs, and like he wasn't throwing big punches or good punches in the first round. And then he's like, "Yeah, like you can't, you can't take these." That was like I almost a, felt like he had a bit of a an adrenaline dump in the first round. I think uh, just like a uh, couple months ago when Gaethje fought Khabib, there is a pressure to being in a title, a pay per view title match. That you know, guys who are known for their gas tanks suddenly in the second round they look gassed out, and you're like, "What's going on?" This guy's known for his cardio. I think there's something to that pressure. Um, and it really looked like it was affecting Dustin Poirier in the first round. Yeah, uh, there was a part in the first round where there was a one jab that he threw during the first round where I was like, "Oh no!" Well, no matter how much you reverse, oh no, there goes my twenty dollars. Even though 
no matter how much you rehearse for a show, flustered. don't you usually, unless you're on tour and maybe you've been doing it every night and it gets more comfortable, but don't you still, no matter how long you've been doing it and how good you are at doing it and how rehearsed you feel, don't you still go like, oh, I might fuck up this part. It never like, goes away. Exactly. So a fighter's got to have some semblance never of like, goes I'm, away. I'm, I'm the best there is. I've been training as well as anyone could for this, this but is the I'm biggest. nervous. It's right. It's now. It's showtime. It's the fucking stage fright. You Most know? likely there's more people watching me right now than have ever been watching me during a fight. Yeah. I'm fighting the most famous star in the sport worldwide. Right. Uh, and you might, it might take a minute. And in the first round, it looked like, you know, the nerves were getting to him. And then in the second round, he just found his groove. It was fucking beautiful. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, I took one, I checked one kick, or excuse me, one of my kicks was checked this morning with shin guards. Uh, and and I was showing? Like, yes, and like I'm limping everywhere I go. I can't imagine what it's like taking one of those without any shin guards, let alone a whole handful yeah. over five rounds. I, I mean, I'll never understand that. Like if I threw one of those kicks with the intensity they can, I feel like my foot would just detach and like break off. If I got hit with one of anybody... <laughs> In UFC's fucking like best punches to my face, I feel like I'd be a dead man. Like I can't fathom it. It's it's unfathomable. How and then you just watch these guys that just eat eat shots. Mm-hmm. There's just some fight. There was one on the Wednesday morning card, uh, like the fight two, whatever that was, and it was just these two guys beating the fucking hell out of each other. And it's like, yeah, by the first or second one of these punches, Mason I am crying Jones. and I'm waving a white flag. It's over. It's Mason Jones versus uh dude with the david yeah what the fuck was his name shit uh it was whatever that was it was just brutal and it was like i was watching it fight. at 8 30 in the morning it was just a little early for such bloody brutality and I, I was love like love it i would be a dead man dude that's insane um here's another question though yo term i was wondering if you like sturgill simpson's new album uh cutting the grass volume two and if he talked about this and this was your um, highly recommended album of the week and go fuck yourself. See, they're catching on the fans. They know how to get out now. Go fuck like, myself for your go mistake. Fuck yourself. Um, I don't think I, I only, I think all I said about it was when we had talked about comeback and how people, you know, they, one thing they don't like from an artist they do like, and they start shitting on them or as a whole, they start saying like, or, or like yeah, or like speaking to them, like, you know, uh, like you ought to take my advice yeah. <clears throat> and I and I had said, you know, Sturgill Simpson put out the album Sound and Fury last year, didn't fuck with it. Uh, I'm a big Sturgill, and it never crossed my mind to go message him directly well, or comment and be like, like this here's album? what you should do. Uh, and now th- a few months later, I guess a year later, Down the Pike puts out an album, Cutting Grass, Volumes 1 and 2, and I enjoy them. It's like you don't throw away the guy when he puts out one thing you don't like last year. Wait till next right. year. He might please you. But that's a that's the symptom of the times now is like people love to take it all away or watch it all fall down. Radio. It's just you just like, said like five song names. It I? wasn't even a sentence. It was just a, like a playlist. What was the... F- I, I was I just know. riffing, was I? <laughs> no, but that's the thing is like, even with like, that, you don't even have to make a bad song or I guess you have to make a bad album like Chance. But the thing with his manager, it's just like, we can all admit like acid rap was trash, right? It's like, no, no, no. That was good. It's like, we're not taking this opportunity to go so far into the past that the stuff that we all used to like, that we're going to, you know, wipe that slate clean. Yeah. I don't know. People just love to, yeah, well, he was never good anyways, because one, whatever the story of the day is, you'll find people talking about it online that it's just like, he's done, he's out, he's out now, right? We're done with him. 
It's like we're, we're talking about one thing. Yeah, I bet people everywhere are going to be like, Trey Songz is done, right? I can't uh, articulate like how douched out I feel when I see a tweet like that. That's it's basically asking the rest of the world like. Uh, like for their directions of what what I should do, we can cancel so and so now, right? I woke like, up not hating anybody, but you tell me, and I'll, I'll hate everybody right now. Just tell me who to be mad at. Um, but uh, uh, this guy, Sturgill's cutting grass albums. Sturgill? I enjoyed. Um, I don't. I'm not like in love with them though. I don't like them more than his previous albums. Yeah. Uh, Meta Modern Sounds and Sailor's Guide. And even High Top Mountain, I did. I do find I I like them. Most of them are just renditions of old songs in a bluegrass style. But I did find a little bit of it to be a bit, little bit monotonous and just a little bit like it's almost like when I start the the show every every week with a just like an emo rendition. But they all sound like the same fucking song. I'm just yelling the words. Yep. It's like they, there was a monotony to them. Okay. They all kind of sound like the same song with a, you know this bluegrass formula. Gotcha. Uh, but I really enjoy them. And, and uh, volume one, starting off with my favorite Sturgill song, All Around You. Beautiful. Total left turn on fucking this. Beautiful. But I just uh, revisited something that I hadn't heard or seen rather in a while. Um, we, I just mentioned this to Seth off mic, but I watched the movie Interstellar and I'm like, fucking good movie. Murph. Good movie. <laughs> Murph. Great movie. You All can, right. You can, you can be upset that you were, don't like no, the I daughter's you, fucking name. Um, pick one of your little picky I haven't things. seen it since we saw it in the theaters, but I follow all these film accounts on social media. And every time one of those film accounts posts something about Interstellar, they always post one of the fucking gushy scenes with him and the daughter. There, and, but and there I, is a little. It's given me this false uh, thing over the past few years now where I'm like, yeah, I don't care to watch Interstellar, the fucking no, sappy. Dude, hummus. watch it. But it's, I know it's better than that. And what, what I was thinking is, while I was watching it, I was like thinking about when I saw it in theaters with you. And I'm, we saw it in like the, uh, there's a theater that's like the, it's not IMAX, it's between regular like and RPG. IMAX. Yeah, it's like it's got the better sound system, it's got a bigger screen, RPX. RPX. And it's like, uh, so we saw it there, so it sounded like great. Like everything was fucking, and this movie. It's beautiful. It's a great theater movie. I was thinking like, man, this this could be top three movies I've ever seen in a theater. Like, it's a top three theater movie. The scenes where they're going through black holes and they're visiting other dimensions and stuff. Look, like I get it. Christopher Nolan's done Inception, and that's a the like this movie kicks ass. This compared movie still to has some of that. Uh, it's so confusing; it doesn't have to make sense. Way, shit that he always does. You know the thing that's all of Inception? Like, oh look, a, a fucking the universe turns upside down on itself, and you look up, and there's houses facing down. They still do that in the Interstellar when they reach the new thing. They're playing a baseball game, and it hits it out of the park, and it goes up and breaks a window, oh, yeah, and they're right. me- messing with time and gravity. But it's it's one of those movies that see that was part of it. Where it's, it's so like, it's complex, but it's not so complex that you gotta lose me like Tenet. It's mm-hmm. like it's not so complex that I don't get it anymore. Small parts of it are so complex that it loses me, but the overall oh, story of the movie. Followable. Yeah, you're not supposed to be Neil deGrasse Tyson. You don't need to understand quantum physics. Look, there's gonna be some stuff that's over your head, but as the movie's concerned, it's a great balance of that, and it's also I feel like Matthew McConaughey now. Is like even then, fucking whatever it was eight years ago or something. But like he's he's like a parody of himself. So whenever you see McConaughey and he's just talking all breathy like this, all it's right, just a little right, bit of all right. I don't know for lack of a better word, corny or it's like very in his pocket. And it's just like you know he got to deal with McConaughey, but he dude he's great in it. Like he really is good. It good holds actor. up. I've seen this movie. I, I know I saw it twice in theaters and probably one other time between that. But it's been years, and I watched it again, and I was like, oh, I hope it holds up. My question being, 
space movies, dude. They're just like, they're everywhere. They've been everywhere, especially the last 10 years. There was one with Chris Pratt in fucking space where he's in love with like J-Law or something. There's Gravity that won the Oscars and stuff. Pretty good. Boring in comparison to Interstellar. It's this boring, movie kicks good parts ass. To it. Yeah, so does Interstellar, and it's fucking action packed. Right, well, I'm not comparing. I'm just saying. There's no action when you're floating I wasn't, around. I'm just saying I'm not going to disparage Gravity. What are other ones? Ed Astra. I didn't see that one, but I heard it was boring as shit. I heard, one good scene. I heard Midnight and it doesn't Sky. Make any sense. I heard the new one with Clooney on Netflix. Midnight Sky is boring as shit. Uh, what were the other space? Like, what's a better modern space? The movie? Martian. Maybe a close second or third. Interstellar is better than The Martian, and it's I'm got Matt, Matt Damon's in Interstellar. Just get the best of all the worlds there. I'm just listing them. I'm getting I like angry. The Martian. Uh, I didn't like the the. Like I didn't last, hate the Martian. Last half hour. I thought it was a good movie, but I didn't I, like the ending. Every movie, every space movie I've watched since Interstellar, I'm just like, why bother? What are you fucking even trying to do? Like. Yeah, they did it. They did it, and they did it really good. There's a little bit of drama, and he's he's got to remind you that his daughter's name is a reference to Murphy's Law, which is a thematic. Blah blah blah. The movie is fucking thematic, good. A motif. It's a motif, rather. if you will. Um, I won't personally, but uh, but I was watching that like mostly thinking, have I seen a better movie like for theaters than this? And not no, fuck Avatar. Fuck all those like oh you go just to watch The Hobbit or no two thousand one. Yeah. Sure, but yeah, but it's a space movie from 50 fucking years ago. Okay. I'm talking about more modern. I would say that might be the second after Interstellar. Just space movies. You're putting it second? You're putting Interstellar over 2001? Yeah, I don't really like 2001 that much. I liked it. I, it's a classic. I get it. I don't not respect it, but hey, man, they've made Interstellar since that. I saw it. It wasn't last year. It was the day Roseanne uh, was canceled. That was a while ago now. Right. Because I told you in the um, intermission, the guy in front of me like showed his girlfriend a tweet, and then from them talking, I gathered. Oh, by the way, talking about Roseanne. There's no intermission in Interstellar. You don't need to stop and break, and there's no bullshit. I'm not. I'm not about you to go three straight hours simply for having an intermission. All right, <laughs> Godfather Two's no, got I'm an intermission. I'm sitting in the seat. I'm staying there and watching. You can't walk away from Interstellar. You can't take an intermission. It's fucking that good. <laughs> uh, I'm over hyping it now. Yeah, now Nine you're sucking late. Nolan's dick, and I'm now. I think now that's what, I'm going I think that was the it. last best thing he did. He did Batman after that, the second one, right? Now I'm going to watch it like with the intent of disproving. That's how you do everything. <laughs> that's why you, that's how you watch everything. <laughs> that's what happens when you override yeah, things. Mel Gibson should have been fatter. And, uh, oh, Murph, Murph. It's like, dude, the fucking movie's good. Get my, past the character. I was name. hanging out with my grandpa recently, and Cabaret got brought up, and I said oh, I'd never seen Cabaret, so he starts saying like, "Oh, you got to see Cabaret. It's a great movie." Ugh. But then he starts overdoing it to a point where I'm like. I don't know what you think about, but he's talk, going on and on about Liza Minnelli's numbers, and you're going to love, like, what do you, th- am I gay? I haven't seen Cabaret either, and I'll tell you right now, Interstellar blows it out of the fucking water. I'm not comparing Interstellar to Cabaret. <laughs> I am, that wasn't right the now. Point. <laughs> I am right now. The one is great, was, one is not. <laughs> he hyped it so much that now I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to be like, this better be the best fucking movie, or I'm going right. to fucking, next time I talk well, to Grandpa, I'm going to be like, what gives? I'll tell you one thing, though. <laughs> You've already seen it. With me. You've already seen Interstellar. So there's no... Well, but it's, you already know it's good. Yeah. You liked it in theaters, right? It was good. It was, good. It was a fun movie. It's a good movie. Here's, the, here's my question, though. And a test of time question. The theater. Yeah, it's... Music oof. Box does it at least once a year. It's a, a theater year, movie. I was but, at home um, watching it on my, like, 32-inch TV. Like, it's not good enough. Are theaters opening back up? You said restaurants... Who knows? I don't to know. To a degree? I haven't heard anything about theaters. But it's... it's uh, I care about, na- It's almost literally. 10 years old now, or, like, whatever it is. It's, uh, it's holding up... 
But if you know, fans out there, you're a bunch of fucking nerds, Star Wars and such, what are good space movies and can they compete with Interstellar? Because I know I'm missing plenty and there are the Star Wars, Star Trek type movies which are kind of in a league of their own. Tom Hanks, where does that compare to Interstellar? <laughs> um, uh, miles above it. Mm, debatable. I'd, I'd say it's a dead heat. Uh, but yeah, I'm curious if there's, am I forgetting something that is like a better balance of just like dope visual shit? Uh, Interstellar is a long movie too. And I don't get that long movie feeling. I've seen it four times and every time I wasn't like, all right, let's wrap this up. I was like, it's a good movie, but I'm done talking about it. You guys I just watched that the other night. Holds up. Test of time. It did it. Where'd that come from? Hey, I know you guys are doing the whole sabbatical thing or whatever. It's worth it. It's necessary. On one, episode 180, I'm loving all this shit that Acumental's talking about. I've been saying this shit the whole goddamn pandemic. I've been saying this shit for years. They got us under their thumb. They fucking lie to us every day. They fuck us over. We gotta stand up. Listen to the song. This is what you said? I sit for an autopsy. It's all about this shit, man. They're like a hydra. When you cut off the head, fucking two grow back. Love you, fags. Peace. I may have said something about we should burn down Washington. But... No, it's this oh. one. Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> nope, it's this one. What? There it is. <laughs> it's been a few weeks, you guys. Um, yeah, how ironic is that? I'm just like... I'm mostly mad about my landlords, but I'm also like, I don't care if you fucking, if somebody burns down the White House, who gives a shit anymore? Stop fucking robbing oh, all yeah. of us. And then, of course, on my birthday, there's a giant what, Wait, insurrection in the Capitol. that didn't happen yet when we recorded last. No, not at all. I was just wishing it, and then uh, my birthday wish came true, you guys. <laughs> right. A bunch of people who don't stand for anything that I do sort of did what I was talking about. But they um, did it half-assed. No, that wasn't a real, uh, real threat to anything. Uh, you can't half-ass a revolt. You know, no, it doesn't really work. Even if you f- like full on a hundred percent with your revolt, you're gonna get like half of the people are a gonna fan, hate you. A fan, if you half ass a revolt, everybody hates. Somebody you. DM me saying like, "Hey, like, uh, but that was weird," or "I bet like you wish you could take that back," or something. I'm like, no, no, I think still you should string up every politician. Like it's the one positive, just of for what different reasons. At the Capitol to me is that at least these fucking sons of bitches, sh- they should have. A, it should be. You should want them to have a little bit of fear instilled in them that, hey, if I keep fucking these people and their asses, they might come for me. I hope that they share, you know, uh, a level of shame. They don't, by the way. I'll tell you right now, they're not ashamed. But I like seeing, I see shame being brought to an institution. And it's like, there's also shame being brought to the people storming the Capitol. It's a big embarrassment. Right. They were capable, though, of uh, just deflecting. There's no shame. No, politicians have none. Um, but I, dude, just like stop raping us with with taxes. And we, th- I don't know where you're listening from out there, but in Chicago, they got a stranglehold on motherfuckers. Like they're just, they're not trying as hard to let people get back to life here. And it's just, I, I'm striking out in all sorts of ways. And the, the, the pandemic restrictions, they are what they are. Like I get it, it's a serious thing. Take precautions. But everywhere else is too. And but I'm the place where like there's, it's it's all gone. Um, so I just, I mostly talk about what I see in Chicago and I hate the politicians in Chicago. There was something in, I was taking a note where it was like something I used to hear all the time, uh, about Chicago way before the pandemic, just in general, it's like a, a knee jerk response from Chicagoans about why it was in the winter's brutal. How do you survive those crazy brutal winters? It's like, well, we, we, we endure the winters cause we get the best summers of anywhere else. 
You know, I've heard a lot of people say that. Oh, I was almost thought you were saying. No, that. I've heard people in Chicago just as I've seen it Cornwall. in tweet form. I was born here, and I I went through winters before I knew what a winter really was. Right, I'm just stuck here, so <laughs> I I'm just used to it. We endure the winters because we get the best summers. Hey, I love Chicago, I really do, and it, that's why it pains me to see it being what you know stabbed in its fucking heart. And 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 I I'm striking out. I can't find a fucking apartment that lets me live for more than a year with any level of comfort. So there's all sorts of shit. It's too expensive. Uh, but yeah, we endure these for the best summers. This past summer, protests, large scale unrest, curfews, destruction of statues, weekly murders in the dozens, dead business, cringeworthy politicians, liars, fucking liars and robbers. All these politicians, fear of social activity at an all time high. Crooked landlords, outrageous taxes, you know, the best summers of any fucking city in the world. It was just like the summer 2020. And I know they're all not, they're not all going to be 2020, but this city is like, I don't know, maybe it is because I've spent my whole life here and I'm just, I'm just ready to do anything different. I'd rather get butt fucked in another city than keep getting butt fucked here. It'd be like, oh, like new, new butt fuck location. At least it feels fresh. I'm just getting a little fed up, and I hope this fucking place starts, I don't know, rebuilding itself. Like, or whatever has to happen to just let people move around more or something. But we'll see. I'm, I'm probably still staying here for, for a while. I'll be in a new, hopefully better apartment that I can't afford uh, before July. You will die frozen in Chicago. Yeah. Like Jack Torrance in a hedge maze. Hey, this is one of my favorite movies, so let's go. This is from Hudson. It says, hello. Uh, this was during the sabbatical there. I am interested in interning for the Palmer Squares for free. I am currently unemployed, so I can work any day of the week at any time. And he leaves his phone number. It says, please give me a call. I know this What's name. His phone number? 773. I do need somebody like that. I don't really know. This dude, uh, maybe we've met, and I just We're don't gonna know. We're going to have to figure out some sort of like vetting process. I don't like the idea of just here's some the, guy here's emails the us, and then we give them the fucking nuclear codes and let them run the show. Here's uh, the good news, though, is no matter who it is, it'll probably be me and them talking about all of it, like podcast stuff. Like, I don't think it'll be demanding to you. What what? I want someone to mix the podcast for me but every week, demanding. you know? Like, what are you... Uh, Talking about, like, just giving some teach him how I on the do internet it. passwords. Yeah, I'm not giving... We have to a, figure out a vetting process. I think I'm giving him a password to fucking anything. I'm still posting it. I just want someone to you're go through and mix it out for me. It's going to happen. Look, Hudson, you're not getting my fucking P-dubs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hudson also sent one to you. It says, term, I'm interested in co-hosting an episode over Zoom, or we can record it at my apartment in Wrigley. About? It's like 10 minutes from my house. It sounds like where he lives. I don't live far from Wrigley. 15 minutes tops. Co, It's to like, me. Right. Like if I were going to sit one out and you need somebody to pick up the slack, apparently Again, he thinks he can fully I just need shoes. a random stranger to talk to? No. Not a random stranger. A He's fucking a lifelong fan. <laughs> um, so thank you, Hudson. Term is not at all. I can tell <laughs> by the look on his face. He's not interested I'm in repulsed. ever, ever meeting you. <laughs> but um, I'm going to need somehow. We have had like, even the dude, you know, Richard, who shot the word video. There was no, like, he was always... Uh, yeah, Richard randomly the, reached out like a goof. He was a random fan, a, and then he ended pal. up taking a bunch of great photos for us. He made a great music video, our promo for the vinyl. Uh, more than that, the UBI tour video. He was working on some other BTS stuff for me. Um, but it was very, like, you know, he was never called an intern, but he was helping me out like that, and it was a big help. 
as I got it, uh, you know, last year. So I kind of need a little more. Me and Richard can't tackle everything. Um, thanks for the offer, Hudson. I'll see how I'm feeling uh, as time proceeds. All right, let's do another question here. What's up, Squares? Um, Austin from down here in Texas again. I uh, called last week. He's Austin from Texas? Where is he? I remember he's, he's called before and that. Do we do it again? Yeah, <laughs> confused me. Weeks podcast. Haven't even finished it. Um, first off, I want to say happy belated birthday, motherfucker! To Acme Middle. Um, my dad's actually on the 7th, mine's on the 14th. So, uh, Capricorn Squad, what up? Blood Brothers. Um, and second off, you guys said you were taking a break. I just want to let you know, man, there might be some people pissed off. And I mean, I tune into the podcast every week, but, uh, dude, if that's what you guys got to do. <laughs> I mean, Acumeno, you, you, you're kind of right, buddy. You probably need a fucking break. You've been doing this for quite a long time, and, uh, you know, I understand it, man. People fucking... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remind everybody right now. I took one week off and told Terry I'm ready to go. Let's go. There's plenty. One break sometimes, and that's all right, man. Take as long as you need, homie. I'm just going to go back and listen to all the other podcasts where y'all fucking suck Oof. and laugh my fucking ass off. I'm kidding. You guys weren't bad when you first started either. Uh, probably better than I could do, right? You suck! That was us when we first started. Bad. Right now, I've probably said, um, like 12 times. Or maybe I just kept rambling and went too fast, and you can't understand anything I'm saying. Read you anyway, loud and clear, broski. Uh, I'll see you when you guys come back. I'll call in. I'll be the fucking guy who literally volunteers to do stupid shit or whatever. Um, like intern for anyway, squares. have a good one later fag <laughs> no I want him to do all that I want him to volunteer and be the guy who does stupid shit what was his name Austin right yeah let's think of something stupid for our fans out there TBS reports podcast at gmail.com what's something stupid we can tell Austin to do because he said he'll do it uh, Austin go uh, go slam your cock in a window hey go jerk off in your friend's shower and then scrub his drain <laughs> do go, it go now s- go sniff uh, somebody's panties <laughs> Without their awareness. <laughs> Non-consensual panty sniff. Go. Uh, thank you, Austin. Oh, Term's packing his own bowl over here. Should we do dueling bowl pack hits? Let's go. Let's go. Did you see Lil Wayne put out a new single, Fresh Out the Joint? <coughs> Fresh Out the Joint? <coughs> you got pardon, or well, song about something about that. It was in the 10 seconds of it. There's no reason for him to jail? listen to that more. I heard he got pardoned by Donald Trump. What? So was he in jail or does he not have to go now? I don't feel like you got lied to. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the media and these po- political figures lied to me furthermore. Cunt motherfuckers that they are. Trump grants clemency to rappers Lil Wayne and Kodak Black in final flurry. Yeah, and like a hundred other people. Power. What? You didn't hear this? This no, is way before he, the Trey Songs news. He that he pardoned Steve Bannon. That was all I saw. Dude, those were the and three I was a names. Upset. That's hilarious because I only saw the other two, but those were the three names. He pardoned Steve <laughs> Bannon, Lil Wayne, Kodak Black, and a bunch of others. I was really hoping that he would pardon Edward Snowden. Come no. on, dude. How do you not pardon Edward Snowden on your last day? Because you got to look leave out for everybody Weezy going, F, baby. Every, leave everyone going, what do I think of this guy now? Right. That would have been a It would have been the the bossest move. But instead, Wheezy F. We get to hear a new uh, <laughs> a new fucking Carter 11 tape now. I didn't even know he was in jail. For what? Gotta be guns. Gotta be guns. 
Um, too Mr. much cisner upon his person. <laughs> to possession of a firearm and ammunition by a convicted felon, uh, owning to a conviction over ten years ago. Oh, that's that's there. Pull his new song up right now. Comment. Let's let's give it a, a whirl. Whatever his most recent single is on Spotify, launch it. That was uh, a headline I saw today too. It was like Lil Wayne drops new song, firing shots. That's what it said in text on TMZ. What was Kodak Black in jail for? Gotta be guns. <laughs> it's being black. <laughs> Kodak Black. His nail. His real name is Bill Capri. Sentenced to more than three years in prison on weapons charges. It's so obvious. 2019. These rappers need. I don't strap- know why I'm asking. Strappers is more like it. Um, I don't. He was arrested on separate gun and drug charges in 2019. Is that is that, is that prejudice or racist? He when I hear a rapper, specifically a black rapper, is getting locked up, it's prejudice. It's, it's guns. Um, they don't do anything else bad. They're the best. They were arrested on. He was arrested on gun and drug charges while trying to enter the U.S. from Canada through Niagara Falls, which is just funny to me when, like, the limits Niagara we... Niagara Falls, come on. The lengths we go to, Frankie Angel. Yeah, thank you. To, uh, <laughs> uh, when we're crossing the Canadian border, we're, we're always, like, fucking oh brush God. off the carpet under the fucking passenger Dude, seat. Dude, we've, like, thrown a quad in the garbage. We've we were thrown, like, fuck this, that's not worth it. A few years ago, we started the practice of, like, leaving it somewhere and then right. posting on social media. That's way more fun. We stole that from uh, Ari Shafir. Right. Um, we threw cocaine out the window one time. Yep. Uh, it's just hilarious that there's people out there who are so they don't you know, care. Not as pussies as we are. We're big pussies <laughs> who try to cross the. Can I mean? I guess we're 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 just not as dumb as they are. No, we're pussies. You were right the first time. Uh, yeah, but we didn't have to be pardoned by the president because we tried to cross the Canadian border with guns and drugs. But you say have to be pardoned by the president. I would use that as like a strike, like a badge of honor. I'd be like, you know, I got God pardoned by the president, it. right? Like that even, that's cool. I know. So it's cool to get locked and up. That's it's why cool to get it. out by the pardon. And that's why he did it. Cause you're it already earns him a, a little rapper. street cred, you know? Yeah. Now that earns him a little street cred. Uh, but pardoning, yeah, yeah. pardoning Edward Snowden would have earned him like the most street cred. Yeah, I didn't even consider eyes. that. I was thinking there was probably much better options there, but, uh, Free my, free my wheezy f baby. You didn't want to pull that song up. Uh, I mean, you have Spotify in front of you, so if you wanted to, you could. But well, if I didn't, it probably meant I don't really want to. Yeah, it's definitely not worth it. Let's do this last question and sayonara, suckers. Hey guys. <clears throat> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, talk much? You suck. You. Bastard! You suck! You blew it! Oh my god, have a throat lozenge, would ya? It's like uh, when Jack Nicholson picks up the phone and as good as it gets. It's like uh, where there's the dude in, uh, I'm gonna fuck it up. Princess Bride, the guy in the tree. It's been a long time. Locks him to the torture chamber. And he's talking like it now. <clears throat> and now we're going to put you on the team. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Let's okay. do it. I'm going to skip that part. <laughs> Boo! Hey, guys. <laughs> Rubbish! <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Boo! My name is Bobby G. Uh, you know, long-time listener. Listen to all the podcasts. Can play his throat clearing again? No, now. it's just his voice. I thought that was a, a gargle, but this 
This dude's just grizzly. No, it was... No, it's just his voice. It's a combination of the two. This guy's a lumberjack by go, trade. Go back all the way. Just play the fucking thing. Oh, my Christ. <clears throat> See, we didn't get Name's it. Name's Bobby G. Name's Bobby G. Come on! Man, Term's not used to producing the show. You can't click. Not that. I remember here my first laptop. Here we go. Here we go. Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Bobby G, but I love the first part. <laughs> All right. For real this time. I told the story before about how um me and Eric actually, who drinks the modellos out back, uh we watched Austin Powers and we rented it from Blockbuster when we were kids, and there's the part where he squeezes the Reebok tongue and it's like me, 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 and then it blows up and blows powder in his face. Yeah. Me and Eric would laugh so hard we'd have to like squeeze our peens so we didn't pee in our fucking pants and we kept rewinding it and we were like all right no laughing this time no laughing and then you go laugh our asses off have to rewind we had to do it like 20 times my dvd player growing up had an uh a function there was a on the remote a and b and when you hit a it would start and then b would stop and it would loop wherever you fucking hit a and b uh so we used to do that all the time We used to do that with shit all the Mainly it would be my brother, because that's his kind of humor, is to play something until even you who was peeing your pants to it a minute ago is like, all right, stop. All right. It's not funny anymore. All right. Speaking of not funny anymore, Bobby G. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. We're going to do it. I didn't even get to it. Just hitting play is funny now. All right. Seriously, though. Shut up. It's not funny. Lion face, lemon face. Ready? Hey guys, <laughs> my name's Bobby G. <laughs> Voicemail of the fucking year, and it's the first month. And for real, Bobby G. Hey guys. What the fuck? Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna need to watch Austin Powers as a palate cleanser. <laughs> Hold on a second. <sighs> okay. And last voicemail of the show, Bobby G. <laughs> hey, guys. <clears throat> My name's... All right. Seriously, it's not funny. Stop. Hey, guys. <clears throat> My name's Bobby G. Uh, you know, long-time listener. Listen to all the podcasts, all the, all the fucking dope albums. <clears throat> Huge fan. I've uh, been wanting to call in for a long time. haven't, you know, been real nervous. Your last podcast, like, don't be a bitch. Fucking do it. Let's go. Oh, no. I feel so bad. Now he's even I saying, he I didn't want to call in because of this exact reason. I love you, Bobby. <laughs> Seriously, Bobby, you're the best. Call in next I'm week. I'm telling again. you right now, I like you more than all the other people we played on the show so far. Please call next week also. I got a really good idea. Let's I just go. listened to the podcast talking about the hiatus. Act, do it. Like, fuck it. This year's been hard. Anxiety's a fucking bitch, dude. And I'm newly medicated on anxiety. I'm open. I talk about it. It's fucking hard, dude. Take some time out. I'm going to tell you my good idea. Okay? Y'all been talking about your TikTok. You want to get it off. You don't know what the fuck to do. I got a really good idea. Take your fucking tech decks. Make tech deck videos. Put your music behind it. Uh, you mean fingerboards? 
Yeah, that's probably you must mean fingerboard. <laughs> no, I, there's there's a fucking fingerboard edit on the TikTok. It's just like I was at a. Uh, it just feels so dumb. Before I got here, I was, can't spend my time doing that. Stopped at Aldi like I usually do to buy a couple of these uh, cheese and raisins and nuts things that they have. Undesirable snack. <laughs> just an undesirable snack. And I was uh, I was kick flipping over the box on the uh, what do you call the thing that you put your groceries on by the cashier. Uh, the belt? The belt. The, the belt. Sure. <laughs> uh, and I was kick-flipping over my shit while I was waiting. He was dealing with the lady in front of me. Don't. And then when it was my turn, cashier goes, uh, best I could ever do on a fingerboard was to, like, ride the walls. That's and how I was you start. like, yeah, it's good. Yeah, exactly. Practice makes perfect. But he said fingerboard. Fuck yeah. He recognized I gotta be honest, I still say tech tech all the time. It's just part of built into my head. Yeah, I know. It's, it's synonymous. It's like synonymous. Hand me a Kleenex. I think it's a great It's actually idea. a tissue. I don't know. Maybe not. Something there. I'd like to see your guys' tech tech moves. I've never seen it before. Never like really looked up a video, but you know. They're out there. Bye, boys. Thank you. Love you. Smooches. Bye. Mm, I'll tell you right now, we uh, there's a video edit on my Instagram at Ecumenal. Uh, at the be- I mean, at the beginning of my Instagram, I made it at the beginning of the pandemic quarantine shit. And I, the, one of the first things I put up was uh, a fingerboard edit to a Van of Black Soul song. Obviously, that's just a dumb thing on my Instagram that nobody was following. Um, but I can't like... I can't... There's a lot more now than the week I fucking made it. Uh, but TikTok is like, I gave up. I think I'm giving up. If, if Hudson, the intern, wants to... I'll give him the TikTok login. Straight up. I don't give a fuck. Post your butthole on TikTok. I don't, it's got to do better than what we were doing. Um, Honestly, TikTok is like I I really don't care anymore. I appreciate the suggestion. Remember how I said last year was like one of my goals was to for the the whole year it was a goal is just do try different stuff that you haven't tried yet. If someone says you got to get on this, like hey, check it out, give it a shot. Stop being such a you know putting a wall up at everything. It's twenty twenty one now, baby. Build that wall, bitch. <laughs> Build that wall. Let's go. <clears throat> um, but I actually have been fingerboarding a lot more. But I just put all my best clips in my Instagram story. So see them while you can. Um, I, I don't know. I'm like, I'm so off balance in terms of feeling like we haven't recorded like real songs enough recently. And we can't cause of my house and that old fucking gag. But like, that's where my attention is at. Even though I probably should just like the people want to see the fingerboard skills and I got them. I have the it factor. Um, but thank you for your call. Bobby G seriously. Uh, of the two episodes of the year so far, you're a highlight, dude. You're a highlight reel. You're the fucking man. Yeah. And I appreciate it. Like like I said, I was insistent on recording episode 180 to vent, to get it off my chest, but also for like the, the, you know the people that relate and the guy that hasn't smoked in four months because of apparently me speaking that out into the fucking universe. Uh, yeah, I would, I would just rather not disappear and then have to text a bunch of different people individually like oh yeah sorry no announcement no show this week uh, yeah sorry we'll be back no like let me make it very clear what the fuck is going on and uh you know i was saying like everybody says it's gonna get better and it's just not getting better like it gets better i know it gets better but i'm just fucking you know uh, at my wits end as it were but appreciate it everybody's been super cool and like term said like i said one of the biggest pluses of taking any sort of break which you know again it's not forever um but it has to be okay to do that sometimes especially when it's the most necessary and there's going to be another time when we just can't make it work probably because we're busy or there's some other non-palmer squares 
shit going on in our lives and we'll just have to take a week off. So we proved to ourselves we can do it. We did it, you guys. And we back, and we back, and we back. And it came back. Ten days, you serious? Two weeks, you serious? Um, So thank you, everybody, for listening to the TBS Wars podcast. TBS Wars podcast at gmail.com. 708-797-3079. I still have it in my head. Saying it like a priest at mass. Um, nobody sent birthday gifts yet to. Well, that's kind of insulting because term got some. P.O. Box two five six two seven Chicago Illinois. I remember because mm. I go every week. Term actually bought me a couple beers empty. for my birthday. That's right. He sent them to the P.O. Box though, which I had to go to pick them up. It was kind of bullshit. I, also, I took you to the Big greenhouse. Waste of time. He took me to the greenhouse. Beers and wings. I felt uh, yeah, man. It was like. Uh, a surprise party. That'll do it. I was like, oh my God, they like me. They really like me. They care. Um, very sweet. Very sweet of my friends. Uh, quick shout out too. Uh, Got to do it. Got to shout out. Uh, another thing that made like shortly after the last podcast, things started getting better. Uh, shout out Luis J. Gomez putting the fucking Palmer Square sticker on his laptop. Uh, that was That was literally just me asking him to do it. Mm-hmm. And it went like... Never hurts to ask sometimes. I watch, uh, obviously, Legion of Skanks. I'm a big fan of that. I'll watch some other um, shows that Lewis is on. He has a podcast called Real Ass Podcast, where he always has a laptop up. And the three podcasts that he's on, like Legion of Skanks, uh, Believe You Me with Michael Bisping, and uh, Real Ass Podcast, those stickers are in three of the four corners on his laptop. And I'm OCD, so it just bugs me when I'm looking at it. And I have stickers sitting in my office unstuck on stuff he just made a fourth show started a fourth show uh, before that gets a sticker let's go exactly hey if he covers it with his seinfeld uh you know sticker and that's great but i saw that yeah, then we got beef we sent him a record over the holidays because like genuinely one of my favorite memories and my favorite things ever but spe- specifically of like the recent past was when we got to go to skank fest mm-hmm. and we i mean that was a it we was so go. much fun it we performed yeah, we were like, you we know, invited, invited to be guests of the, you know, of the festival. So, but in addition to that, we got to see all sorts of comedians we're fans of live podcast recordings. We've talked about how Bill Burr popped out and like told a couple jokes and played drums with the fucking band. And then Louis C.K. came into 20 minutes uh, unannounced. And it was like those memories have like... Like knowing that happened, that's like made me feel good a lot in the last year. Just thinking of like that happened right before all this shit. It was the summer before that happened. They haven't been able to set up a festival like that since. Yeah. You know, and it's like we were there for that and it was so surreal. And it was like, I'm so privileged to have been a part of that. So I'm always very gracious to the Skanks and those guys for bringing us into the fold summer uh, of 2019. Skankfest NYC. So much fun. And I've like reflected on it like, oh my God, I can't believe we were there. We were in the green room. With these guys, that you know, these famous comedians that we've been listening to, are right. <laughs> we, Near them. we stood together by them. Um, it was just still a very cool thing. Where when I think back, it, like it just it's lame, but I it, like it makes me happy. I'd be like, that was fucking awesome. That was the best. Like it was the best. And uh, so yeah, I'm just like another thank you, Cinema Wowie on vinyl with a bunch of stickers and said, yo, couldn't help but notice you have an open slot there. You know. Here's a sticker if you want to fill it out. Mm-hmm. And then he did. And he was just like, you know, fuck yeah, you guys rule. Thanks. Real and ass that's dude. just, uh, I, that's that, that, you know, maybe you want, wouldn't we want to be associated with a, you know, rape joke fucking uh, Proud Boy podcast? You know, not me. This, this is cool to me. This is cool. This is good advertising. This is a fucking, actually, it's a tactic I learned from a one Louis J. Gomez himself. Something you do, you, you fucking, 
you just do what it takes to to get a leg up. You got to be a marketing genius these days, and I'm not. So I'm just ask a guy who's more famous than me to put a sticker yes. on his thing, and he did it. You do what it takes to get a leg up, and then once you get both, seriously legs made up, me feel great. You let you, you one. let Lewis put his <laughs> his Puerto Rican rattlesnake in you. <laughs> oh, he can. Um. So yeah, that was dope. It's like the day after my birthday, I see him like uh, they're doing a, a a thing weekly on Skanks now. Like they never do that. They actually don't use fucking uh devices on that show but now they are because of the, the bit now so I we was, got we have promo every week on a very popular podcast i was thinking the same thing that i only ever saw i him guarantee use you a we've got followers because of that i only ever saw him use the laptop on real ass podcast and then he just started using it on skanks uh, with the sticker exactly on. so bogey, i was like bogey. uh you know i i took part in this effort i took i brought it to the the mail yes <laughs> i Tr- term it. printed the letter my, the love letter i wrote him and i mailed it uh but I was expecting that it, it's just going to be visible on Real Ass Podcast. And I watched Legion of Skanks, but not Real Ass Podcast. Yeah. Uh, so I was, I was quite, hey man. quite pleased to see it there. Sometimes it doesn't hurt to ask. Um, speaking of which, uh, there was one more thing that uh, we got in the fan mail. It says Smoochie Gang Submission. What's up, fags? Shot y'all a DM last week with a few videos of ours. And our album has since dropped. With a link, and it says, We are the White Moms out of Denver, Colorado. I like the band name, but I also tried to find, like, when I just go, like, White Moms, yeah. a lot of other stuff just comes up. Totally. Like, like White Moms. I respect it. It's like uh, we named Bareback Bathhouse Bareback right. Bathhouse. But if you Google Bareback Bathhouse, have fun, you know? Um, and it says we're all... You get, a, you get a lot of stuff that's way better than our yeah, if music video. We played it live on the stream. That was another thing. We never play live, and we did it on the stream. So maybe just go into Google or Bing, search Bareback Bathhouse, and that's it. And just watch our video. Anyways, we're all TPS fans, says the White Moms. And I feel like this tape is at least as good as the tracks you put on every week on the podcast. Shots fired at everybody we know. <laughs> I was hoping he was firing shots at us. Like I We've feel played like, us on the podcast, too. I feel like these are at least as good as what you put out. Uh, please give her a listen, if you would, and a shout-out and a Smoochie Gang post. Smooches, Mersh. Uh, and you know what? I'm paying it forward. It doesn't hurt to ask. And Damn. I did listen to the first few tracks of your new project, and you are as good as anything we've ever ended the show with. So I was hoping we you're go, in. I was hoping we'd go out with YMCA like Donald Trump did. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do a little journey? Don't stop believing. Is that outro. Not the fucking cut to black. All like could be uh, for me the weirdest part of his presidency, his whole presidency. It's the last day. I woke up for the UFC card on Wednesday. Uh, and, and it was just in time right before the card to see his farewell speech. And I was like, well, of course I'm going to watch this. It's going to be yeah. weird as shit. It's going to uh, be weird as shit. And, and he fucking, a president, ends his farewell speech. Yeah. With, and is played out with YMCA by the I know we're people. catching up on the podcast, but that's like a goal of mine. And it has been. And I'm, that's another thing I'm just trying harder. I haven't been paying. I pay like catch up attention to shit. I don't watch anything of Inauguration Day of Trump's exit day, of the, Capitol, of the Capitol insurrection on my birthday. You think I was fucking, like, all that was to me was, like, when I even, like, turned my phone on on my birthday, I just see a bunch of people who didn't wish me a happy birthday that I know personally making their post about the Capitol storming. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck these people and their fucking storming the Capitol effort. It's my day. Um, but I can't, I can't pay attention to this shit anymore. And you know what? We're going to give it limited time on the podcast. Limited time. 
about American politics. Who gives a fuck anymore? We have masturbation stories to create, quite frankly. We bailed on that guy's answer, so by next week, we both need to do something questionable with our cocks. Right. Stay here and play the white mom's thing. I'm going to go sniff Melina's underwear. <laughs> um, wow, we still on vinyl at bishoprecords.com. Hey, did you uh, see it propped up there nicely in the stream? Did it make you want to buy it and listen to it? Go ahead. Go for it. Merchandise, spookylanguage.com slash shop. Uh, Term and I are hoping to create a new merch item sometime uh, in the future and put it there. Uh, and patreon.com slash Palmer Squares. Uh, Got to work on some stuff to put there, too. I always put whatever we do there first. I even put those remixes there first publicly. Remix! Um, so thank you to all the folks that have stuck around Patreon while we've had a, a more difficult time uh, producing. But uh, definitely trying to get back on it. And uh, fan mail. P.O. Box 25627, Chicago, Illinois, 606. Two five, send us some shit. And as far as I'm aware, we're playing summer camp in May still, even though I haven't heard a singular thing about it since last May. Well, I heard that it's on. It's on. Um, They've announced it, and it, and we are on the lineup. And this is a this was the song I I liked the most. It's called E Reader. Ooh, the White Moms. The White Moms. E Reader from their EP. E- E-reader, your ear-eater. E-reader. Uh, White Moms 2, Year of the Mom. <laughs> Fuck yeah. If you can't get on board with that, I know what's wrong with you. Um, so yeah, this is E-reader. Find it in the Smoochie Gang playlist on Spotify. And I'm pretty sure we'll see you next week on the TPS Reports podcast. Smoochies. Kill Whitey! Yeah. Get under the covers I fit an eighth of the blunt And I fuck Give no fuck about your colors Rhyming is such an endeavor I'm cunning drummers and clever Why does the sun give me pleasure? I'll make you come with a feather I'ma defile the pundits Leave everyone wondering Where did he come from a minute? I is a son of a ski teacher Meet team buzz like a beekeeper Send a dick pic to your e-reader Missile find me when they heat seeker Feeble grinder now need sneakers Keep it running Keep me up I don't sleep for nothing Life's a highway I'm keying cars when I reach a hundred And bitch I don't pay for the metal Drip got me waving a little Getting some dough and I spit up Oh shit, I don't think she noticed I keep up my focus and go Nickelodeon, gross I'm in the little cities like post Ripping my bitch by her titties She ride like a mixer I'm hella nice with the mixer I'm hella nice with a swisher If it's all I got I prefer spit but Jamaicans and Europeans Mercy Cretan Curse of speaking Brucey Mercury thermal reading Thirsty fiending for the first thing to curb the feeling Let the cash of the purse you steal Into the shots of the free clinic Kind of body that's a neat gimmick Fat lines of these white women I had a hero once and now I fucking miss them Took a hero dose and now I'm titty missiles Look like Kodak Black or fucking DD Pickles You can't see me trickling I'm water homie I'm pretty tripping cause I'm bladder dosing I'm a medium like I talk to no one Film up in space like I'm Spock Bitch you a fraudulent cop More often than not I am not finna talk With your pot in my pocket and rocks in my sock Better than rocks in my job And talking a lot I'ma watch it fall off At the plot in the awful I'm gone Right, I get it. I'm gay.